Blank a doodle do. Blank a doodle do. Blank a doodle do. Don't think about that while the celebrities are riding. Here we go. Let's go over to our Dick Nixon, our own ex president. What do you got there, Dick? Well, it takes a dick to know a cock, and that's what I wrote. Cock a doodle what I would have said. That seemed like the obvious answer. Okay, let's go to our own Jackie the Joke Man, Martley. Jackie the Joke Man? Gene, I have cock, and I wrote it big. I have a big cock. Uh, I don't think you can say big cock on the radio. I think that's a no-no. What? But I just said pussy. Yeah, she just said pussy. Uh, yes, pussy is okay. It's the way he says it. Big cock coming out of your mouth sounds awfully dirty. <laughs> so I can't say big cock. But you can say big cock coming out of my mouth? That's correct. That sucks. Can you just say big cock coming out of your mouth and sucks? <laughs> that's my wife's first contribution to the show. Thanks for joining, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, that's all right. We did it on purpose. I can start it where I, when I want. <laughs> and I'm going to start it 15 seconds ago. She wants to stay. <laughs> she wants us to keep the pod on low. <laughs> all right. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. <laughs> <laughs> where we talk in low, hushed voices. We've recently converted to NPR format. NPR. <laughs> I'm sorry for yelling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to a new episode. Fascinated with films. What's going on? Hopefully coming, everyone's coming had a good funny week. right out of the box. Right, right out of it. True <laughs> <laughs> story. How was everyone's week? Anything big happen? Oh, Joker trailer dropped oh, yeah. yesterday. Yes. Looks super interesting. Looks good. I really like uh, what's going on with uh, with what's his name. Damn, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. His last movie that you were never really there. Uh, you guys still need to see that. That's where he was like crazy. It. Yeah, he could completely use that as his origin story and then turn into the Joker from that. In my yeah. opinion, oh, yeah. I mean, because somebody must have seen him in it and said, "Yeah." But I, I kind of think I heard rumors of him. They've been wanting to get him in some kind of. Yeah. Well, his, his kind of, talent will be wasted otherwise. You need that next level type actor to play the Joker, and I think yeah. he was right for it. People still shitting on it like you wouldn't believe online. Like really? They do everything. Oh, everyone shits really? on everything. Comic book fans, dude, if it deviates from who they this like storyline the or but that storyline. But that's like line, the point of this. I, you know, no, the point is that, well, I don't know, I never read the comics. Yeah, that's so. the problem. We've never read the comics. And I what, have, but is I, there I, a, I can, is, Oh, it has to be. Is there a Joker comic? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's tons of storylines oh, really? with yeah. jokers. And well, he's in several. And he's in. He's in his own, and then he's in several. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, right. yeah. There's tons of Joker. That, and there's probably uh, 15 different. Jokers. Most people think they're going with the killing joke as mm-hmm. this kind of storyline, but it's not really. Then there was the uh, that one Joker thing that just happened. He was a scary ass Joker. So there's been so many different variations of it. So you really could the go animated any way one with was it. Good. Animated one with Mark uh, Hamill's. Yeah. Good. That's other news this week. Did you hear what Mark Hamill was cast as no. this week? Uh, the voice of Chucky oh, in Child's Play. For real? Which is already made, so he must be going in the studio now to That's fill in, awesome. uh, do the audio. And man, he's going to be Weren't crazy. you telling me you were thinking he was going to get... That's the rumor, too. in another movie, too? Marvel, yeah. They, there's rumored that... Uh, that James Gunn might hire him for uh, a role as in Gar- like, uh, in Gar- Rocket Raccoon's re- creator oh, or something. Which would be great. I'm glad they got that guy back. Yeah. I'm glad the actor stood up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Because that was because stupid. That was that obviously was, bad jokes like, and stuff. Because if that's the case, then yeah. Patton Oswalt can never do another Disney movie. No, hell no. I know. Yeah. You, you set a really bad precedent when you yeah. do something like that. You know, you can tell jokes, even even bad ones, even bad you ones that are distasteful. Yeah. If yeah. you're a comedian, well, now if you if Kevin you Hart just go online and say a dick o- statement, yeah. or if you're on at the middle of an office during the uh, workday or something, and you start yeah. shouting that stuff, I can understand. But come on, man, that's really ridiculous. Well, he's kind of a comedian. I think he did stand up comedy, and you. 
when you do that, you should be able to get kind of poetic license to do whatever you want on stage. Yeah. Now, people have the right to watch you or not watch you. Yeah, one of my favorites is Doug Stanhope. And yeah. him. I he's hilarious. I can't recommend him to lots of people. He's hilarious, but he is like vulgar as fuck. Like, well, it's always before the pod, but I was talking about a, a director that I love that I can't recommend to anybody, you know, yeah. because most people are just going to be turned off uh, by it or if they don't. Uh, Who's that? That's that Lars von Trier movie uh, uh, director who's done uh, Dancer in the Dark and. Uh, the Nymphomaniac movies. Okay, and, uh, yeah, see, stuff. I'm not yeah, familiar. He's fucked up. There's a new movie with him with uh, called The House That Jack Built, which I haven't seen yet, but apparently Matt Dillon's like a serial killer in it, but he's killing children and he's turning them into taxidermists. Uh, wow. He's like stuffing them and shit. The it's supposed fuck? to be really fucked. He's like, he's like killing them on the schoolyards and shit, and it's Lars von Trier just pushes it, pushes it, pushes it. <laughs> What's his next movie after this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's it's crazy because well I'll be we'll be talking. I can't even think of something. Yeah, it's like who's the who's the guy who did Bone Tomahawk and uh, yeah Craig. Uh, it's like Craig Schiff, or something uh, something like that. Yeah, and now his new movie is just called Dragged Across Concrete. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, is that what, his name? Is yeah. I wonder what this movie is going to be. Came about. out last week. Yeah, I really um, want to check it out. Yeah, it's it like looks good. Demand. It's just like fucking expensive to rent right yeah, now. It's like online. Uh, Brawl and oh. Cell ninety nine. Yeah, the same. That's him too. Yeah, same guy. Uh Anyone else see any good movies this week? You saw one good one and one bad one. And then again, I haven't heard if you liked the other one, so I was just assuming you liked it. First, uh, say what you saw. I don't even you, remember. You rented two on uh, Redbox? I rented Split. What else did I No, rent? no, you rented uh, a Nick oh, Cage movie yeah. and an uh, old school movie. Between Worlds and uh, The Dead Zone. And Dead you had never seen The Dead Zone? No, I the original. You rented yeah. the original Dead yeah, Zone? Yeah, they had it on Redbox. They oh, just popped wasn't up. Wasn't that awesome? I, I, dude, it was so good. Oh, I guess man. it was because Pet Cemetery is coming out. Probably. Like, they have, like, the old Pet Cemetery yeah. and a couple other Stephen King. Yeah. Dude, that movie was it's fucking crazy, man. great, It's like dude. those level, uh, those actors, they're at the top of their game I right kind there. Of, yeah. Walken and Martin Sheen. Probably the, the best Martin Sheen you've probably seen. Absolutely. Because he doesn't usually play that crazy. Honestly, I thought it was the best Walken I'd ever seen yeah. because I'd never seen him play that type of role yeah. before, you yeah. know? And even though I knew what and we was going to happen... we probably did it justice when we were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's what I was, was about to say. Some is good scenes in there, man. Even though I was dead zoned about the dead zone <laughs> and I knew what was going to happen, yeah. like, I was... Every moment, I couldn't wait for the next thing yeah, to happen. That, was, that scissor happen. scene like, was... Oh, oh dude, yeah, up, man, it? that was oh. fucked up. Uh. There's a good, like, they literally only cut back to him when he was in the tub for like two seconds. Yeah, oh, you could it see lasted it just for, for that in your flinch. image for a while. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the and the end Stephen King man, ones I recommend the most probably. Yeah, the, was, that one, Stand by Me. Oh yeah, for Needful sure. Things. Needful Even things. though a lot of people don't like Needful Things. Uh, but do. most people that don't are fans of the book. I recommend The Shining, but he doesn't recommend The Shining. So. Right, yeah. 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 Um, and then I also watched uh, the new Nick Cage movie, Between Worlds. Sounds you awesome. You weren't a fan, huh? It was terrible. Oh. You know the girl from He's The Born Identity? He's not going to do all great movies. So. Um, you know He's girl? more of a volume guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get some home runs, but I'm going to strike out a few times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's true. The, uh, the we girl, love you, Nick. We'll be talking. About you yeah. yeah, the girl from the Born Identity was the main female role in that. Um, uh, I don't know her name. The, the one, the from original Born Run, Identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, one Run, who, Lola, Run. The, uh, yeah, Frankie was, Patente. I guess so. Yeah. The, the, his, she was his girlfriend. She drove the little red mini and drove him around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah She's okay. awesome, man. Um, I haven't seen her in a movie in so long. She was not awesome in this. Really, I didn't like, like her in the second Born movie. I, <laughs> All for the three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God she's dead. Yeah, I, oh my God! 
I was so happy when she died. Yeah, if I was like, oh, if I had to watch a whole goddamn movie with him running with her again, yeah, it was it was like one of those relationships. It's like it was good. Yeah, and it's over. And I'm glad that it came to not go back to. And it spawned a whole other movie. Um, it but just wasn't good, huh? Yeah, the the storyline was just not there. The yeah. plot wasn't That's there. Not her like fault, the no, not her. Um, you know, but like you could see they wanted this to be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like there just wasn't enough there to support it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, so basically the girl from Born Identity, she has this thing that she learned when she was a kid that if she like comes close to death, her spirit can leave her body mm-hmm. and she can go to the other side. So her daughter gets into a bike accident. So she does that. Well, Nick Cage's wife died years and years ago. And he happens to be at the hospital. And his wife's spirit follows him around. And so she jumps into the injured daughter's mm. body. And, like, basically to support how this is done, like, her whole explanation is, is I've been able to do this since I was a girl. Yeah. And and that's like it. Like that's it. People you know? that claim they can do it, that is what they say though. Yeah, yeah, but I, if you believe it, yes. it just yeah, yeah. I mean if you believe it that uh, It was hard for me to get all the way through it. But, yeah. but because I'm a dedicated Nick Cage fan, no, I love I Nick went Cage through. and a lot of the times even when movies even suck, when, even when their movies him, are bad, they're still fine. You get to see him do his thing. Yeah. yeah. Like John Candy. <laughs> Hopefully everyone loved our John Candy. Uh uh, pod last week. John Candy's one of those people that everyone loves, so I'll pr- I bet uh, it got some uh, good reception, even if we don't hear from people. Absolutely. Uh, I saw a great movie this week, but I'm going to be talking about it on uh, today's pod, so I'm going to hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be talking about based on true stories, and this is a huge kind of category where we could have done two or three parts, something that we're going to revisit one day, I'm sure. Uh, because it could go anywhere, you know? I there's there's comedies, there's yeah. dramas, there's horror movies, there's... Uh, all sort in every genre except for maybe uh, animation. Yeah. <laughs> I well, stayed away serial. from wars and yeah. I stayed away from serial killers. And you could have done. I've got one you could, on just that. Some would classify him as a serial killer, but I think he's probably helped more Americans than. I'll just tease you uh, with yeah, that. I'm very <laughs> interested to see the reasoning behind that one. He's got he's he got maybe triple a serial digit. killer, but he really helped he the country. He really helped. The same guy who says, he's, so glad she died. <laughs> he's got triple digit. Holy Deaths fuck! Attached to him. Wow. Triple digits, and and I would speak nothing but kindly about this person to every single person I meet, and on this pod right now. So kind of call me out. Bam. I think I figured it out. You okay. might. <laughs> it's only one dude I can say <laughs> in the world I can be saying this about. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's not war. Yeah. And it's, and That's an interesting story, though. All um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Based on a true story, <coughs> and uh, m- most of them on here, I think. I think all of the ones on here are pretty concrete. It's not like, uh, no, I heard this was a, could be a true story, and it may, a lot of it may be fabricated, some maybe not. We had a couple of those. We were like, eh, let's go with some more concrete stuff. Next time. Next time. <laughs> Three of mine are exact accounts, and then two of mine, they there was questions at the end that weren't answered, but I don't think they were ever answered yeah. in real life either. So. Hmm. Two of us have a comedy. You have a comedy on yours. I have a comedy on mine. Yeah. You have a comedy on yours. Unless yeah. you count that one with the guy killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was. There was. Uh, it was hilarious. <laughs> there, was, there was a prime time comedic actor from television in, in it making jokes the whole time. Oh, nice. really? <laughs> Interesting. Now we almost yeah. need to start this movie with, with your uh, your it. list. With all right. Me, I'll start with that. All right. 
Let's go, Justin. Let's work our way around this exciting based on true story. All right. Well, this one, uh, this is just a great one to me. Uh, 2006, Invincible. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, was it Disney? I didn't Disney, man. That. Disney can do Surprise. sports yeah, movies yeah. better than anyone. And if you like a sports movie, chances are it's a Disney flick. Because the, the game shots. Yeah, the game yeah. shot. That pickup game he plays the in the heartstrings, rain. Oh, they, yeah. they have you, man. fucking brutal. They yeah. would have had seven ambulances yeah, at the end of that game. Absolutely, dude, yeah. Oh, you ever played tackle football before? Oh, I used to play every weekend. Like, like full yeah. tackle football? <laughs> yeah, no, we played. Maybe un- that's why Until we backward. were like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say, until I herniated a disc. Yeah, um, I wonder how that happened. Yeah, no, we um, <laughs> we used to play every Sunday. That shit God, was My cousin would have loved that. He always wanted to play tackle football, but he would have killed anyone he was playing That's the only reason why I like to play he was bigger than everybody. Anyone yeah. eager to play tackle football, yeah, you should yeah. be concerned. No, yeah, we had we, we used had to play flag football or touch. We used to play tackle the man with the ball, mm-hmm. where you just had like six yeah. people stand in a huddle and you oh, threw yeah. the ball straight up in the air and whoever had the balls to grab it first. Yep. And I could usually zig and zag, but I I would avoid getting pummeled. <laughs> Two hand touch football, man. I always thought that flag was football. Great. I always really liked because you had to really try to get those flags. So it was probably as much not as much skill to tackle somebody, but about as close as you were going to get. Right. Yeah, um, and you can't. I, all the guys that I played with all played football in high school, and they all just wanted to relive their yeah, old glory yeah. days. Well, I didn't play football, so like, I wasn't keen on getting hit by somebody who used to play for a fucking you know <laughs> linebacker position. So like, I was just the receiver that went long. Every time, because <laughs> you know I could, I, I have a good stride. I can yeah. just you know get past people. So you know, but uh, with yeah. some great, uh, great character actors cast as friends in this. Oh yeah. Uh, the Aceveda guy uh, from uh, Oz yep. was one of his friends. Yep. The, the other guy with the mustache that uh, worked at the bar was always at the bar with him. I can't remember his name. He was really good. Yeah, that guy on Michael the, Rispoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Grandma. Let me see, man. Let me see these. Guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's who? That's no, that's not who I'm talking about. Oh. I'm talking about that guy on the. He was on the right. <laughs> He'll show you again. After. So basically, this movie is. Back in, what, the 70s? 76, I think. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles decided <laughs> they that... They were so terrible. That- yeah, well, they had just hired, uh, what is it, Dick Vermeil? is that his name? Um, yeah, oh, yeah, played, played by Greg Played Kinnear. by Greg Kinnear. And <laughs> Dick Vermeil's very famous uh, he, coach. He went on to, uh, I don't can't remember... He went off, He went away like most coaches from that team and coached a bunch of different teams. But I can't remember. Was he St. Louis Rams for a little while? I'm maybe not sure. I can't remember. But uh, he, you know, he was the new coach, and he decided I'm going to hold open tryouts for the city of Philadelphia, which is unheard of. Yeah, unheard of. Not but it was also a publicity stunt. Yeah, it was a publicity yeah. stunt, and it was also. To, not to use a uh, football reference, like a hail mary to to kind of help the organization. Oh yeah, well, absolutely. They were. <clears throat> They want. They needed more money to go get more players. I mean, Philadelphia has yeah. a rich. What's his uh, Vince Vince Papali? Vince Papali. Yeah, yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Um, and he was just. I a, saw this in the theater. It was a great. Movie oh yeah, movie. I didn't get a chance to see it in the theater. I, I saw it on like HBO or something I, I like can, that. I can when Disney is doing a sports movie. I don't even care if it's a kids movie. Yeah. Like uh, Mighty Miracle. Ducks or any of them. Oh, Miracle Miracle was phenomenal. Miracle for me is my favorite sports. Movie. Looking forward to talking to some little giants soon. Little Giants, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a true story, so uh, <laughs> yeah. still got time. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. Um, so, yeah, basically, <laughs> he was, he was just a bartender. You know, him him and his buddies yeah. played Sandlot football, you know what I mean? And that was just kind of their thing. They would go and do that. But he was, you know, good. And they'd announce these tryouts, and his friends are like, you need to go do this, you know? And, I mean, that's kind of the bulk of the movie is him going through tryouts. Like, yeah. you know, I That's think, what you want to see, though. Yeah, Plus, yeah. it was good. for special teams, Yeah, right? Yeah. So... Yeah. Special teams is important. But he was killing them in the yeah. well, no, version was, of the like, Columbine yeah, 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 or whatever yeah, yeah. they were doing. He was, all, he was like a receiver or something. No, yeah, you're thinking Rudy. 
Yeah. Rudy was special teams. Yeah, no, he was like a tight end yeah, or a receiver he was, or something he, yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, I mean, I can look it up, but I'm, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he time. was like a receiver because he could run yeah. fucking quick. Yeah, man. no, and like he scored, he scored some touchdowns and stuff, yeah. yeah. And he does that shit in real life. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, we, talk, we talked to his routine before. 2 a.m. he gets up. Yeah. That's, oh, that's fucking right. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't go to bed until 4.30 or 5. Yeah, and I mean, and that's what this movie is, and it's like, it's a insanely motivating you know movie like i mean you know no offense to vince papali but this guy ain't shit he's just a bartender you know who's in good shape and like you know he never thought he could be any more or you know than he was already you know being and like you know and his friends like supported him but then uh uh what's the guy rispoli is that his name um yeah michael rispoli kind of gets a little jealous of him and kind of starts talking shit and saying that he's not going to make it. And, you know, like... Yeah, it, Michael Kelly's the one I'm thinking of. He's really oh, good. yeah, he's fucking great, yeah, man. He's good in everything. He's in a lot of different yeah. Um But, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know... And then, obviously, when you see him finally get to come out and, you know, well, he makes the team. Yeah. Um, you his know. dad is uh, the crazy mailman from Funny Farm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> plays yeah. like a mean alcoholic. Yeah. But, he yeah. plays that role a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, the Quick and the Dead. Oh, man. He was oh, yeah. crazy. There's another one. I, uh, I, he always plays yeah. crazy. mean alcoholic. Every yeah. role he's ever played. He just the shows up was drunk. Right. And he's the girl mean. from Hunger Games was oh. in this. Really? Uh, yeah. With the girl oh, yeah. Dating. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, she was kind from of. From Massachusetts. Uh, oh, yeah. She's awesome. Is she? Yeah, yeah. she was. Uh, I think she was a Buffalo Bills fan. I think that's don't, don't oh. the Eagles and the Bills. Oh they have no, a uh, Giants fan. No, uh, oh yeah, Eagles and Giants. Yeah, Eagles they are Giants. in the same division. Yeah, that's so that that, yeah. So she was a she was a Giants fan, and you know, it was Philadelphia just, notoriously are like the asshole fans. Oh too. yeah, and this is coming from somebody who's a Patriots fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, the, they remember they threw snowballs at Santa before. <laughs> they like just don't give a shit, dude. Damn. My friend, my friend played uh, started. In the NFL for two seasons with St. Louis, but he's from Philadelphia, yeah, so he knows. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> I have a widely different opinion. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's a great movie, um, great cast, great story, true story. Yeah, just like Disney movies, that it all ended on that last huge game, which was widely produced. I yeah. mean, like great, like grand shots in the audience and everyone going his his that night family and friends were in the ridiculous. audience and, oh yeah yeah that was lit it with the car headlights yeah, in the yeah way, dude and, and it, it just looked like and and it, it had the rain like, machine i remember when i'm watching it i'm like this is the day everybody hated on the set oh yeah if you asked every person you yeah. could separate them and they're all gonna say that yeah because yeah. that water's cold mm. even if it's not yeah before that <laughs> before that we had like uh what point break did it on the beach that oh, was yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, that yeah, but yeah. man yeah, in the water. Yeah, but great movie. Yeah. All right, Dave, what you got? Do you have something about a guy who's... Bambi's real, isn't it? <laughs> I have. It happens every go, day. You're going to go Real in my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this guy, he killed a lot of people. 130 people. That's a lot of people, man. 130. I, I didn't think it was that high until I, I looked it up. Something tells me they all wanted to die. They all wanted to die. <sighs> Still, that's this a creepy is Jack job. Jack Kevorkian. Um, the movie's called You Don't Know Jack and HBO. HBO and, took uh, this sucker on. I really want to Al Pacino see this. has really just good. reinvented himself at playing some 
real people. Mm-hmm. He was awesome in the Paterno one. The Paterno one, you would awesome think awesome in him. the Phil Spector one. Yep. Those and three, those are all HBO films, too. Yeah. That huh. HBO got and hold I guarantee of Pacino, you, Pacino's killing. I guarantee you they're scouring for another one for him to do. He wins the Emmy almost every time. Does or the he? Golden Globe, yeah. or he's nominated. That is a formula game. that's working for them, and they should stick with it, because he becomes these people. He looks <clears throat> well, just now like he's Paterno, be- and he looked just like he looked, he looked just like Phil Spector. Now too. he's playing Hoffa. So he's playing Hoffa. That's crazy. So I it's can't it's wait weird. He went those four major characters, uh, yeah. or like, but grand characters, characters grand characters that, that he just like wants to play. I think he probably is from an actor standpoint. You get you could you have so much research yeah. you can do on those because Kevorkian had been on trial and you he could did a see million him interviews. And, yeah, he he, pro- he had every mannerism he ever made. You you believed it was him in the movie. Yeah. that was the the magic a big, of Al Pacino. I'm a big believer. Of assisted suicide. If you're listening to this after I assisted my suicide, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and he I, did, I would. While eating I don't think I would green. do it. I, I don't think I could do it in the end. But I would like to have that option. If, and he wasn't taking distraught. Just I, I'm done with life type people. No, he but was, they do he do was, that. They do that in Denmark though. Uh, yeah. You can. Oh, wow. They'll. They don't care what. Region. Yeah, it's like Soylent Green really? over there. Yeah, he just, <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. failed my 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 doctorate degree. Ah. Yeah, but no, Kavorkin was smart <laughs> about it, and there was some really. It wasn't like an upbeat movie for sure. No, but uh, it was. Had the it woman made you, playing his sister was really great, and but it made you feel stuff goodness. for these people. I felt so much for these people that oh, were yeah. in agony and pain, and yeah. And I remember, I and not to get not to take this pod down. <laughs> that's next we're, we're week. We're talking about Kevorkian. It's okay. <laughs> seeing seeing great grandma Jocelyn in the hospital yeah. Oh, yeah, at the yeah, nursing yeah. home oh, yeah. those she last was, few years of her was, life was horrible. Yeah. She, she would have done like, anything yeah. to have left the world sooner than that. Mm, yeah. Anything. No, and I, for you not to be able to have that option, you should be able to have that option. Yeah. I don't know. Dude. I'm an optimist to the very end, so I'll probably be sucking air through a straw until the last moment. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, since I was a little kid, my mom always told me, like, listen, if I'm ever in a vegetative <laughs> state or I lose my mind, I, you know, she literally has said, like, you need to kill me, you know? And, yeah. like, now my mom has Alzheimer's. Yeah. And, like, I'm not going to kill doesn't, my mom. She doesn't remember you asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? like, oh, man. It's uh, fucked up. But he, you don't he, realize how much John Goodman's character oh. was involved in this because yeah. at his the way he help these people kill themselves what did you talk to about well he that? had to shift it started out and it got really kind of on the edge of is this all right or isn't this all right eventually yeah well well no, almost from the beginning because the, the, the idea that person, they were doing it was all right but the, the method he was the first, using was bad. yeah the first person he helped was uh someone with alzheimer's mm-hmm. and she he was conflicted because yeah she was she had moments of clarity. She had moments of clarity. And right. he's like, this woman doesn't look unhealthy to me. Yeah. And they were looking for a test case. The first case that came back, they wanted to help this guy that was a quadriplegic that was degenerate. And the hospital made a big deal. They wouldn't let him pull the plug. So they took him to court. Mm-hmm. And they got Jack in. And Jack talked to him. And finally, I think they ended up letting him take him off life support. Mm-hmm. But when that happens, you starve to death. You dehydrate and you starve to death. Oh, As opposed to what he was doing, yeah. his first patient. So it was it was sodium chloride, then it was an additive that put you in induced a coma, mm-hmm. and then it was um, potassium chloride, yeah. which my wife told me disrupts the electrical signals in your heart. The heart needs a, a snap to it. Yeah. Right. The, and the potassium and chloride, potassium and chloride are in your heart already doing that mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. And if you give them. So, uh, if you give them that drug, it stops that. It stops it, yeah. But 
they took his medical license, which yeah. means now you can't buy that shit. So that's when you need Goodman for it. He had to switch methods over to the gas. Oh, wow. I didn't but know that. But then he once, allowed, the, talk he about allowed that. the patient to do it. At yeah, that, well, to he had to do that in so. every case. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the reason he got in trouble at the end is because... Because he was helping. Like, bags were falling off the head, off their he head. Ended he, up, was like, he ended he up... He was using, like, garbage bags and stuff on him, actually, yeah. just to get the gas in there. Wow. But it was, like, slipping off, and he had to reach over and put it on him. So yeah. it was, you were was crossing that gray he area. Got, he got... Convicted on that technicality of yeah. him assisting. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember but he became he a big news. like focus of uh, just what his freedoms were and what yeah. they weren't. I mean, it's or, a or civil, just people it really is. Danny Houston was great in this movie. Too. Danny Houston played his lawyer. Yeah, and but it remember, was a civil rights issue, man. Yeah. You should well, be able to end terminate your life if if you yeah. want. You should yeah. be able to. No, I mean, I, I would hate for my loved one to make that <clears> choice, yeah. and I would probably not make that choice either but yeah should have no yeah absolutely dude i mean how fucked up is it that it's literally illegal to kill yourself yeah no it's stupid like david never won that case <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but remember how crazy mm. it was when he he was mm. dressing up like revolutionary characters. Yeah, he and was showing up in what what is that thing called? Stockades. You, the stockades. Like a, and he was like walking in the courtroom in a stockade oh, wow. in a getup and everything. Because yeah. it was being, I think it was being televised. Oh no, his, yeah. his, his trial was so huge. he was uh, yeah. he was pretty out there and kind of funny at times too. Uh-huh. He seemed like a very funny kind of charismatic guy. And he didn't care whether he went to jail. He did go. I forget how he, long he was in. It the, was like five years for yeah. two thousand seven, and t- they let him out. Yeah. And uh, I think yeah, Pacino obviously was great, but definitely major props to John Goodman, who is always puts in a great performance. But the the woman who played his sister, well, I've seen in a different a lot of different roles before, but she was that uh, scene when the when the guy was having a panic attack before he released the gas into the homemade contraption. Mm -hmm. I can't remember it, but it was hard to watch. Wow, I knew there was a bunch of hard stuff on there. All right, my first movie here. And I love this movie. I used to watch it all the time. Uh, I watched it this week, and it just uh, cemented the fact that it's two amazing actors in this flick. Is 2007's Breach. Now, you're a Breach fan. I'm a Breach fan. I will remember more as you're talking about it, because it's probably been a decade uh, since I've seen it. This is... You've you've seen Breach? No, I haven't. This is Ryan Phillippe and Chris Cooper. Almost. uh, Laura Linney's in it, and Dennis Haysbert. Those are kind of the four big heavies. But the main cast really is just... Chris Cooper and Ryan Phillippe. And Chris Cooper is a F- high-level FBI agent, and so is Ryan Phillippe, but Ryan Phillippe's doing surveillance and everything. And Laura Linney pulls him off the case and says, we w- are going to put you in Chris Cooper's office because we think he's a sexual deviant and we want you to go in there and uh, kind of snoop around and get to know him and everything and we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's in there and... Chris Cooper is this like stoic, like it is crazy. He's almost very similar to his character in uh, American Beauty, mm-hmm. where he's like almost on eggshells, and you could tell that he's always analyzing everyone. Super, super smart. Mm-hmm. And what he soon find out that they really were never really after him for a sexual deviancy. They think that he's a spy spying from the top top level of the FBI oh, for wow. the Russians. Oh shit! And they want him in there, and <laughs> uh, and he is it. it he actually, the beginning of the movie, he's kind of brought down at the very beginning of the movie. Uh, they actually have the real footage of Ashcroft yeah. doing the interview, mm-hmm. saying our hard work of two years has paid off, such and such has been captured. So they start the movie out letting you know that he is a Russian agent. Wow. And like a really, really bad uh, evil one too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get to see it's very kind of slow played and a lot of it is, like I said, Ryan Phillippe. Very tense though, man. It's like they have to get Chris Cooper out of the room and while Chris Cooper's out of the room, 
Ryan Philby has to rush into his office, get his like handheld uh, phone, yeah. download shit, bring it back. Those, and, and he was like so anal, Chris Cooper, that if you lean something wrong or if there's like a hair he out of place, notice. he would know it. Right. And he was always testing Ryan Philippi and like belittling him, calling him uh, an idiot. And, I wouldn't uh, have wanted to work for him. <laughs> Remember they had to, they had to get him down to get his uh, his photograph. Yeah, and while they were doing that, they actually were stripping his car and adding. Uh, they saw his in his uh, trunk was filled with weapons, and he had uh, he was obsessed with Catherine Zeta Jones for some reason. He had <laughs> tons of Catherine Zeta Jones, really, and everything. And he was he was very like religious. Could, and this worse to be obsessed about. It was yeah. just every time you Chris Cooper was on screen, you were kind of like. Uh, you kind of had that same feeling like you would if you were watching a movie and there was a, a mass murderer on uh, screen uh-huh. that he could jump at you at any moment. Chris Cooper gave off that really, really... He does that in almost everything he's in. Even in ad- adaptation, you yeah. never know what he's going to do. Fuck and, fish. Uh, fuck fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Ryan Phillippe was so good in this movie. But what was great about it is the, C, the takedown was so... You know, it's the only time in the movie he he was an asshole. I mean, he was an asshole the whole time. You want Ryan Phillippe to fucking yeah. It's the only time you felt bad for him, man, because you could see it all on his face. So what he was doing is he would go to the park and he would cross. He would do it at night and he would cross the bridge. He did it in the morning actually. This time at like dawn, crosses the bridge. He puts this package that he's got prepared for his handlers, I guess. And uh-huh. They even got recordings of him saying that uh, I, I need to, at some point, I need an exit plan here and everything. So, the, the why he did this, there was a whole bunch of different theories. If he was just proving he was smarter than everybody else, mm-hmm. which is a lot of probably what it was. What was the real uh, guy's name again? Ah, uh, damn. Yeah, you'd have to look that up. I'm not sure what the real guy's name is. I'm curious. Hansen? If, yeah, Hansen. I'm curious. And don't, I'm curious. Uh, let Paul finish his story before you've. Tell us, but I'm curious if he's still in prison. Uh, he must be because this was 2001. I don't know. We traded a bunch of top-level Russian spies to get some of our own back. Maybe, but he was American at, uh, to begin with. I mean, he was an American. Was he American? Yeah, he was American. Okay. He wasn't like a Russian that came out there. He was. They he, must. Have he was a diehard American patriot. patriot that he uh, just wanted the money. And it's probably one of the biggest breaches ever. Yeah. So crazy. So he would put the the package under the bridge, and then he would go to the front of the park, and where the sign was, he put a slash with like chalk on there to let people know that the package is underneath there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to see him do it earlier. And this time you could tell this was going to be it because the second they did that, they showed the guy with the binoculars and they waited till he got his car and everyone stormed up and you could see it all over his face that he's been caught. This is all coming to the end that they just did it so well. And Dennis Haysbert is, uh, is outside the, uh, the van letting him come in and uh, uh, his, uh, Chris Cooper's line was maybe now this t- maybe now you'll listen to me, and then uh, Dennis Haysbert said this is a bad day for all of us, Bob, and uh, and that was it too. Bob Hansen, Robert Hansen, that's his name. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I. Is he still in prison? Do you know? Oh, I didn't look to see if he was. You've got in his prison. biography. I, Damn. I didn't say don't. <laughs> I said don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a phenomenal movie though. If you mm-hmm. like spy movies, this is yeah. top notch. Top notch. Well done. Laura Linney was great. It had a lot of elements. The other movie that I'm thinking of had a lot of elements with Colin Farrell and Al Pacino when he was a recruit, recruit? for the CIA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of not knowing who. It, it did have a lot of that, but you could tell that this was a very smart, smart. Oh kind of man, it was espionage so good. movie. And if you're not a that, lot of action, there's not a lot. Nope. Of, the tension is the action. Yeah, really. 
<laughs> the only Robert Hansen that I see as far as being in prison that comes up killer. is the serial <laughs> killer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's him. It's not him. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do you. You got to put Russian spy first. Oh, sorry. sorry I'll do I'll a try to be quick. Search. That's why Justin's talking here. All right. So say something uh, good, Justin. Say something good, Justin. <laughs> uh, let's see. Something good. Something good, Justin. <laughs> So I am going to go with uh, 2011's Machine Gun Preacher. Um, no, when when you first saw this, and I think Paul thought the same thing, I thought Ro- Robert R- Rodriguez had did a movie. The hobo with a shotgun? No. <laughs> he had done another movie that yeah. I hadn't heard about. Yeah. It, it does <laughs> sound like a Robert gun. Rodriguez yeah, movie. Yeah, like machete. It totally does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've never seen this. Have you seen this? I've never I saw seen the trailer for it. It looked good. It looked like Hotel Rwanda if there yeah. was no hotel. <laughs> it's crazy that the, that the title the title is very... Misleading, misleading, but it certainly probably got him a lot of attention too, and it probably got a lot of action fans involved. Even though it does look like there's a lot of action, dude. I I saw it because it was called Machine Gun. Yeah, Yeah. see, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, someone get a raise. Yeah, (laughs) like a bet. But I guarantee you, you thought you were going to watch a different movie. Oh yeah, 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 Yeah. absolutely. You know, but it's an incredible movie. Um, and Gerard I'm, Butler, yeah, Gerard yeah. Butler and uh, Michael Shannon, uh, Michelle, Michael Shannon, Michelle Monaghan. I would have seen it a long time ago if I had known Michael Shannon was in it. Oh yeah, he's great in it. Well, now um, you know. Yeah. I, I got homework. You yeah. know what? <laughs> no one is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so the guy's name is Sam Childers, um, and he like used to be a biker and stuff like that, and he goes to. Uh, East Africa. It looks like, and from what I've gathered from the trailer, it's like an interesting kind of decision to do it. You know, he's like, isn't it? He's going through like some of this life change, and he wants, he sees that things are going horrible overseas, so he decides to go over there. Yeah, well, he's like an ex biker, and he's like, he's become a preacher, you know, and he's trying to do like the Lord's work, and there's some kind of a civil war. I'm trying to find out. Sounds like, um, my karate instructor, our pastor from New Testament. Oh, yeah. What was his name? Haskell. Haskell. Yeah. He was a biker. And then, like yeah. a, and then had one moment where I think he almost killed his wife. He talked about it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Beat his wife half to death. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I always um, knew him as a good guy. He so. was literally the <laughs> That's only. That's crazy, yeah. I, listen, and I'm not going to get on a religious thing, but he literally was the only person I ever saw that really believed his faith and lived his life exactly yeah. the way he believed it. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of cool to watch. It I was felt cool, but <laughs> I always, I always assumed <laughs> not about that his was, fate. <laughs> he could have picked up anything as long as it wasn't the old life, and he could have changed probably in a, in a positive like way. Like you could go be a fisherman on. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not that biker anymore. Yeah, I'm a fisherman. That's right. <laughs> and I will treat every fish just like yeah. they're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Machine gun fisherman. Um, so, <laughs> all right, sorry. So there's like this. I, it's like a civil war or civil unrest. Sudan, I, right? I think that's where it is, yeah, but I can't find the I'm actual sure location. Sudan has a lot of problems. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure um, that's what it is. So he goes over there to just help rebuild. You know, he feels mm-hmm. like just passionate about this. He has to go over but there. But he's got skills. I've got a set of skills. <laughs> yeah, that makes me a nightmare for a man like you. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, uh, you know, he goes over there and he's, he's just trying to do missionary work and help rebuild because mm-hmm. he's an able bodied person and he wants to help these people. And then all of a sudden, one day, the rebels come and like <laughs> one day that week. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, it's four o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> they should be here any second. <laughs> and now. they're gone. Uh, yeah, so they they show up, and I can't remember. I think he's gone to go get supplies or something like so that. It always happens, man. Right, back to a bunch of dead kids. Or... Well, yeah, <laughs> sounds like gets... a plot of The Walking Dead <laughs> or every Clint Eastwood movie. Or every Clint Eastwood yeah, right? movie. <laughs> well, they come and they take all the boys. 
Um, oh, and, shit. And well, what was that movie? I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> I just thought of that movie with the Rwandan kids and the warlord. In that Hotel Rwanda? No. Oh, uh, Last King of Scotland? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could have easily been on here. That's, man. I mean, could have. similar? Like, no, probably. That was not even mean. that one. The no. one where they're out in the bush. Beast of, Beast of. Oh, Burden? Burden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I oh yeah, yeah. That was exact. That. I mean, you're getting ready to tell that story. Oh, awesome. Two for one. Wow. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure there's so much that happened. Although during that, that time you know what? Probably, that could have been Rwanda, but well, yeah. It was and still so, child soldiers being taken away from their coast. right. So the 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 they take the boys and they're going to turn them basically into soldiers for their army and the girls you know, are sex slaves. Right. It's just um, like, dude, horrible. You know, what? I think I've seen this movie too. It's yeah. well, yeah, and it's it's really good. Um, the trailer and, looks good. It makes it look really good. And so he wants to do something about. It. he can't figure out and of course you know because he's an american he has like a guard that goes everywhere he goes yeah. um and so eventually he decides like okay i'm gonna go you know try and do something and they get into like he ends up coming across these people and they get into an all-out fucking firefight mm-hmm. you know he was um, armed he, he was machine gun preacher at this point at, well, he does at some point he does like the stallone gear up <laughs> oh dude he goes all <laughs> did out did he have it the whole time he was there or no he... no no. he didn't have a gun up until that point you know he kind of don't want me to go full biker right yeah like he just kind of snapped because i mean he's like an old country boy he yeah. knows guns you know what i mean like he's not just like joe schmo it looks like he could handle himself yeah right <laughs> and after um, like gamer probably too or right around the same time so the you other thing gamer, is man? I haven't. You haven't seen Gamer? No. Oh my God! Stop Where, talking. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta rent that immediately. <laughs> I'll put it on uh, the list. Ga- that's the one where uh, all these—it's like a video game, but someone in real life is uh, controlling a real person. They're like prisoners. Oh. So someone's playing Gerard Butler, and then Gerard Butler learns how to like detach. Maybe I oh, did so see good. that. I did watch um, Action Pack. I did watch Bandersnatch. Oh, that I don't know. On Netflix, it's a choose-your-own-adventure movie. Oh, really? How yeah. does that work? It's, you choose your own adventure. Really? You get to a certain point, and you got to hit. Is it yeah, good? Is it worth it? It's, it's worth doing and, and just going through. It's entertaining. Pretty, I love those I'll do it with it's, my girl. It's made by Black Mirrors. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I love those books. Oh, man, Twilight Zone just yeah. started. Those choose-your-own-adventure yeah, books? I like them as a kid. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. I haven't watched the Twilight Zone uh, thing oh, yet, but I, I hear it. the second episode with Adam Scott. He's like on an airplane, and he's listening to a podcast that talks about the plane, plane that he's crashing. on now crashes. Oh, that's fucked up. Uh, like, it's in the future, and he starts freaking out, and they're, they're calling it. Uh, I think it's a take on the alien on the wing yeah. from Twilight Zone, but they've just completely changed it to him hearing this thing and then freaking out on the airplane. That's awesome. So I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's supposed to be good. So Gerard Butler. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and so the other thing is, is Michael Shannon is kind of like yeah, his... Yeah, who's he play? He's kind of like his, like best friend but also he's kind of like uh, i don't he's kind of shitty he's, he's kind of shitty yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, i've never seen michael shan play a shitty character but he wants to be a good person he wants to improve you know what i mean he he, always and plays so an he's asshole. looking to Gerard, <laughs> yeah so he's looking to gerard butler for like mentorship yeah. because he's the preacher you know does he fuck uh, him at some point so see that's the problem with michael shannon once you're typecast and you see that character in don't hang thing, out with him yeah. you know, back in the day <laughs> it was, things are gonna happen well back right. in the day it was like when you saw michael ironside or andrew robinson yeah. in a role you're like oh i wonder who's gonna be the guy to fuck somebody over yeah, in this yeah movie. right Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or that one dude from Payback, the blonde-haired guy. Oh yeah, yeah he was great. <laughs> Greg Henry. Yeah, but uh, it's it's an incredible story. It's a true story. Dude, kind of ended up just going psycho when he went out to go help, and yeah. like 
straight up went to like war you, you with You don't want people. me to tr- go full 11, and if and, I do, and I he, might not be able to turn myself off type of thing. Yeah. And he pretty much lives out there now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, man. Like in pieces or anything? <laughs> <laughs> nope. He holds down the fort, literally. Like, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll yeah. definitely check now, it out. No, I don't know what he's doing these days, yeah. but at the end of the he movie, did. that's what he was doing. <laughs> hey, maybe, dude. I don't know. They might have got him. But yeah, Machine Gun cool. Preacher. Check it out. What you got, Dave? Um, a weird... Movies, <laughs> a weird silence falls on the room. <laughs> this was a weird story because maybe maybe we just didn't hear about it till later on. But um, there, it's called Autofocus. Autofocus is a great movie. You the guy from Hogan's Heroes Bob is what Crane. I know him from. Bob Crane. That's what everyone knows him from, really. And he was great. That you, have a, you know Hogan's Heroes, the movie, the comedy uh, in yeah. the Nazi prison camp. Prison camp. <laughs> Comedy, yeah, I do that actually. one. Yeah, <laughs> he was the main guy, Hogan, but also in that Richard Dawson, you know, Hogan. the guy from Family oh, yeah. Feud. He he was in uh, Hogan's Hero too, doing the French accent uh, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. or it was a British British accent. Um, Richard Donner, hmm? um, R- Richard Donner, the one Richard that Donner. did uh... the one I was just talking about, Richard Dawson. Oh, Dawson! <laughs> <laughs> he totally checked out when I was talking. About <laughs> well, I was trying to think. I was trying to think who the who the, who the commandant was. It's oh, Tobin, Clink. right? Yeah, no, Clink, Colonel Clink. Yeah. yeah, that was the commandant. I don't know who it was in the mo- in the the autofocus movie, but okay. But yeah, it was what was it? It was it was basically what the his he, life, his but during his crazy that time life period. during that whole time period, all the way his through secret life, really his secret life, and then up to his murder that's been unsolved. Yeah. Brutal murder. Brutal. Too. Someone beat him to death with a with a uh, tripod. Yep. A camera tripod. Camera tripod. Damn. That's like, a random thing. Oh my god. Well, tell us about his life because it was on the surface he was like <laughs> he it was like Tom Hanks. You know, yeah. he was like he was he was everyone he was in everyone's yeah. television or in their living rooms but and everything. And it was a funny ass show. He was a super freak. Oh, yeah. Shit. Super sex, sex addict. Oh man. Super sex addict. <laughs> and he got to be friends with Willem Dafoe, who took who him down to bad like a path. pioneer. It was when um, when uh, video cameras first yeah. coming out mobile, and mm. he, he like he sold the first one to what do you say Elvis? Yeah, and then and then Bob Crane bought one. Yeah, he uh. showed he showed Bob Crane. Look, this I got mobile video cameras and everything. Because uh-huh. until then, you had to have a studio camera that yeah. had film. Yeah. And uh, then he took his creepiness to a new level. Oh God! Yeah, videotaping and Polaroids tons and sex just... in this movie. He was just he would ha- have sex with everybody, and then they got the dynamics of him having a kid. But then it was creepy. Who played his wife? I can't remember who played his wife. It was Tom Hanks' wife. Oh, Rita Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember at one point she's like, how many people have you slept with? And I don't even know if he gives her an answer because it was like, it was probably like 300 or something. And then he started doing like threesomes with Willem. Willem tried to uh, to get a little friendly with him during one and he got really offended. Whoa, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? Uh, (laughs) uh, But then he scorned. They really, the movie kind of developed in a certain way where you kind of assume Willem Dafoe's character was the one who beat him to death. Yeah. And Bob Crane's life. Because Bob he, wanted to stop doing it at some point. Well, he just couldn't. Remember, he was yeah. showing other actresses. He used to take naked photos of girls and then put them in a scrapbook yeah. and show other people like they were art. Like he thought there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Why did they make a movie about this guy's life? <laughs> because it's interesting. It's, it's it a, was interesting it's as a hell, great man. Movie yeah, it was really good. It was, he was balancing being a Hollywood guy. I got you. Okay. a family. Yeah. And being on a hit show. And at night, he, he did, was doing something completely different. At night, he was different. doing these crazy yeah. stuff. And it was, was murder. I mean, it for was... The, for the most part, it was consensual. It, I don't think he did anything that wasn't consensual. He didn't do anything that wasn't consensual. Uh, uh. It was just... Uh, 
at that time, it was a little too freaky and weird. I think he was filming people that didn't know they were that. Being that filmed. might have been his one issue, but, but it he, wasn't. I thought he, he wasn't even showed them because he was holding the camera a lot of times. He was people. holding the camera sometimes, but I think yeah. I remembered some scenes where he put like the camera way off to the side. If, if the internet was around back then, that he would have never got away with this because uh, the word of mouth would have been crazy. But yeah. I'm surprised he had gotten away with it as long as he did. Yeah. But, uh, there were several times that he almost got caught or his wife found pictures and stuff like that. But then, yeah, t- you thought going through this movie, if you didn't know the real story, that it was just about a, a guy with like a hidden sex addiction and everything. But then the, the unsolved murder that happened at the end, he mm. just like, they showed like the crime scene. I think they have the crime scene actual on yeah. uh, video or, and it's gruesome as shit. Like you said, that he, someone beat him to death. Like this was an the angry, camera, yeah, this was an camera angry tripod, yeah. <laughs> so this was either a husband that found out somebody was uh, he was sleeping with his wife, or yeah. it was Willem Dafoe's character. But they kind of left it out in the open, I think, to the movie, right? They they yeah. did, but they had that. Remember that crazy dream sequence they had? Where, oh yeah, where he was where like, he was, it was like hooking up with that new actress. But there's like 200 naked women or something in the shot. But wasn't I think that it? I think. His wife was on the set yeah. while he was having sex with the actress, and his son was like cheering him on. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was yeah. Like, Go balls deep, Dad. <laughs> That's right. That was the greatest line for that movie. I saw this line, and we used to like scream that all the time. Go balls deep, Dad. <laughs> uh, that might have to be the name of the movie. Uh, the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, autofocus. Autofocus. Yeah, definitely check it out. This was that was the time period when we were watching every indie movie that came out yeah. too, and Autofocus was one of them. And man. he was Craig Kinnear was. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, Greg Kinnear. There's probably there a the lot best. of footage of Bob Crane out there. Yeah. And he, uh, he nailed And Greg it. Kinnear's hard to play anything but Greg Kinnear. You always see him in a role that you can always kind of tell it's Greg mm, Kinnear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this was one of his better ones for yeah. sure. All right. This next movie, and I love this movie. Same time period. Uh, well, probably even earlier. I watched this movie so many times. I It's very possible I've seen this movie a hundred times. hundred. Uh, and, th- and that's a lot. That's a lot. And for a movie that came out in 1998, I mean, I can understand if it's a movie in the 80s that I grew up watching that much, but we would put it on the background. It was a time period in our life where we thought these types of movies were the bee's knees too, and they, they really still are, but... Uh, maybe for a different reason, is 1998's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, what a fucking great movie. Yeah, <laughs> man. A little Terry Gilliam mm. action here, and Terry Gilliam was perfect Jesus for Christ, this movie. where the fuck are these bats coming from? My wife's favorite That's right. director. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was on the edge of the desert when the drugs started to take yeah, hold. Oh, my God. Toby McGuire in the backseat, yeah. <laughs> freaking out. Oh, man. Uh, so you got Johnny Depp, and this was the true story of Hunter S. Thompson, who worked for the Rolling Stone and wrote for Rolling Stone and this was one of his biggest kind of he he was actually just going out towards the desert uh, to talk about the off-road racing and Mm -hmm. everything but this the the book that that came out of him going out there to do that was obviously a bigger story than what he was doing yeah yeah Uh, he he was that guy that gonzo journalist that kind of inserted himself in the story this was a famous famous uh book but it was broken up in chapters. Remember, this was released in Rolling Stone magazine, Fear and Loathing yeah. in Las Vegas. And it was like every issue, Hunter S. Thompson, I don't know how many weeks or months it came out before it was like completed, but they released a large chunk of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas uh, in the actual magazine that you could read. Uh, and I've probably read more books by Hunter S. Thompson than read? most other people. Oh, nice. I, I, I love Hunter Thompson. Uh, Rum Diary. Fu- Hell's Angels. Hell's Angels was an amazing, great. amazing book about him traveling with the Hell's Angels and getting his ass kicked. That Rum Diary yeah. was so good. That was a great movie, too, with Johnny Depp. If you haven't seen Rum Diary. I, I saw that one, but yeah. I only saw it once. Yeah, very I good. I remember it very well. But this movie, you got the great Johnny Depp. 
And this was when Johnny Depp started to go on next level with his acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he turned into he was good friends with uh, hunter s thompson he was in charge of getting his ashes in the space uh when yeah. uh once hunter died but uh watching you know, you know who one of hunter s thompson best friends is was uh oh bill murray wait he, uh, jimmy buffett uh jimmy really? buffett, huh. huge friends really oh well, bill and murray me like jimmy buffett more <laughs> bill murray <laughs> lived with him did he during Saturday Night Live? Oh, that I remember. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Bill Murray had to leave Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was they enjoying had his interviews life. with Hunter S. Thompson, like, like doing drugs. Oh yeah, he would hold his hand up in front of the camera, and you'd hear him snort. He would be snorting cocaine while he's doing interviews. And he was he would wake up in the morning and yeah. he had a toilet out just in the yard, <laughs> not going not a not an outhouse, yeah. just a toilet. Just a toilet. And he would go and pee in it. Well, and he would shoot his three fifty seven yep. Magnum off, and probably that was the, the first thing he did every morning. It's probably the same documentary I saw. There okay. was a great documentary <laughs> where he talks about being shot in the space, and he's got like designs for it and everything, uh-huh. and that's what he wanted to you do. Know what? So we, everyone knew that's what was going to yeah. happen once he died. But he was a proponent of uh, assisted suicide. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah I didn't. That's know. why he killed. He killed himself. He shot himself in the chest yep. while really? his family was upstairs. That's crazy, man. It, this was a phenomenal movie. This movie was told at like a as if the viewer was on acid himself. Oh, yeah. So the 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 cinematography was insane and twisted, and you're seeing lizard creatures. Stuff didn't make sense. When it, they were wading through, and he had the lizard tail, and he's wading through. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, and he's wading through flooded the, crowd. the No, after they flooded the um, hotel room. And oh, the yeah, name. well, that's when Benicio was. Benicio was Benicio awesome took in this too oh much acid. God. When he was in the tub and he was taking too much acid, yeah. oh he God. had he's to like, worry throw about it him. in, oh, throw man. in the radio when the song peaks. And he just uh, fucking hits him with a fucking grapefruit. <laughs> when they took the adrenochrome. Oh, my God, it's like just pure I, adrenaline. I bought yeah. his adrenaline. I just sucked on it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that suitcase, dude. When he opens that suitcase just full of everything, it's just... just the as your lawyer. Amazing. I recommend you drive Vindabas. <laughs> there was no Bratzes in the suitcase. <laughs> no Bratzes. Shit, there might have been. There might have been. There's no denying it. There's a lot of cameos in this movie. Craig Burchio. Uh, Cameron Diaz, Tom Waits, a uh, lot of famous, weird, just random cameos thrown out in this movie. It was just a fun movie, but if you weren't, if you didn't buy into this kind of weird, trancey kind of drug movie, that you're not going to have a good time yeah. watching it. But, I've never done hallucinogenic um, drugs. I imagine they would be scary as shit. They can be. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'll say at that. <laughs> that's all but Fear and Loathing certainly it. got it right in a lot of aspects, man. It was yeah. really, really fun to watch. And this was. And they had done this movie before. Do you remember oh, uh, where the Buffalo Roam? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where That's Bill, Murray. Bill Murray played Hunter Thompson and Peter Boyle. That's why he had to live with them. Uh, Peter Boyle played yeah, right? the uh, lawyer. Interesting. So uh, it was very interesting. Oh, if you're a fan yeah. of this, go back and watch Where the Buffalo. I bet it's Roam. not as good. It's not, but it's it's great to see those two characters playing that similar kind of thing because yeah. they're they're using this is a. It's the dialogue he does in the book, so it's just uh, you know it's going to be done yeah. the same way, just different takes. Definitely, uh, Gilliam took it more of in a kind of cin- cinematography wise was went crazy, I mean, really crazy. Slow. When he goes and, into that one um, bar, with like a circus. Yeah, and the things were walking around, and I yeah. think one of the ladies like starts having yeah. Catherine, Hel- Catherine Hellman at the uh, starts having gills. She was at the the hotel desk. Uh, Mona. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. she's the one that had the gills that kind of breathed. It was crazy. So, so I can't help it. I just have to say this. So I watched this movie while tripping on acid oh. once. <laughs> 
And How would that work out for you? So <laughs> I, I literally couldn't tell what was really happening in the movie or what was just like in my imagination. Yeah. Like it that got sounds re- horrible. It got really I, scary. I had to <laughs> at, at the lizard scene. Like I almost lost my shit. Like oh, and I'll come out and I'll say I've tripped at least. 30 times in this movie. Have you really? Oh, my God, dude. I can't. I we, would put, so we would put it on a lot. Natural Born Killers was the I, one that I put on that everyone would leave. Yeah, that's the one I couldn't Screw take. Screw you guys. <laughs> uh, granted, I had seen this I'm movie. I'm surprised by the both of you. You have to say that for legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> this, is our, this is our test to see who's listening. <laughs> Hey, shit, they can't do anything to have done drugs 20 years ago. Fuck that. <laughs> Come at me, brah. <laughs> this is no way reflects the uh, the opinions of Fascinating with Films. Or the values. <laughs> I, just, I think it directly <laughs> Who are you helping out here, man? <laughs> I'm trying to distance myself from you guys. Oh, that's awesome. You guys aren't tripping right now, are you? Wait, what? <laughs> Oh, you got All right. Uh, <laughs> what movie were you talking about? Fear and loathing. Yeah, yeah. All you right. got to talk about drugs when you talk about that. I mean, come on. You don't have to. Yes, you have for to. For legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, this one is a really, really interesting, fun movie. Um, 2009, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Jamie Foxx. Uh, the soloist. Now I remember when this movie came out. I remember seeing trailers for it, but I had never seen it. Never. Uh-huh. I, I, that's all I know about it. You've mentioned, and it dealt with someone with who's a violinist. I guess is that what it was? Or? Yeah. Uh, well, have you ever seen it? Uh-uh. Okay. Um, so he is basically. I, I think his name is uh, Nathaniel Ayers mm-hmm. is the main character's name, played by Jamie Fox. Um, and basically, what happens is, is like one day. Robert Downey Jr. is a newspaper reporter, and I don't remember if his car breaks down or if um, I think Jamie Foxx is just standing in the middle of the road. That's what it is. He's just standing in the middle of the road talking to himself, and Robert Downey Jr. just decides, like, I'm going to get this guy out of the road, you know, mm-hmm. so he's trying to do a good deed. Mental illness. Right, yeah. Okay. He's got I lots. Know, I kind of know the story. He's I've got never seen the movie. lots of mental illness going on, and I don't mean to just say that in, like, a nonchalant way, but um, there's just so many things. I don't know what to, you know, describe for mm-hmm. him. Um, and so they kind of just keep running into each other and, um, he's kind of like homeless. Yeah. He's, he's a homeless guy. Um, and he has this violin and it's only got like two or three strings on it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but he can make it just sound amazing, you know? Um, which instantly, if you're Robert Downey Jr., you gotta find who who is this guy? Exactly. You know? Yeah, you yeah. learn that overnight, <laughs> right? And so, and that's kind of what that's it is. That's basically the movie, right? It's him trying to figure. Robert it out. Downey Jr. decides he's gonna write a story on him, mm-hmm. and so like he starts to get to know him. He starts to care about him. Like eventually, he um, he buys him a you know a new violin and like takes him. There's this one, and it's just this amazingly incredible scene. Um, and I didn't. I didn't. I never knew about this. You, you probably know about this. There's s- certain amount of um, people like Stevie Wonder. I hear can do this. Um, that hear music in color. Have you ever heard of that? Um, I have heard of it. Uh, it's weird to describe. I don't have it. 
but I've been playing instruments all my life, but some of them just click with you. Like mm-hmm. guitar always, I worked hard at it, but it clicked. Like I played piano longer and I'm not mm-hmm. a tenth as good. So it turns out he went to I Juilliard. I can't see colors. Though. Yeah. No, me <laughs> um, so Can it you turn- stop bullets? Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're going With his teeth? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so like there's this beautiful scene where Robert Downey Jr. Uh, is allowed to bring him to like this orchestra practice. And they do this representation of like what somebody would think that that looks like. Oh, and it's just absolutely amazing. What did and they do? Just where they all of a sudden, like you'd hear the music and the screen was just certain colors in certain patterns, not like dotted all over the place, but just very fading in and out and stuff like that. Just, just like a beautiful mind type of thing. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. Just where it's sh- all clicking. You can like, see yeah. just to show perspective. Like Matt of Damon what, style. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> Um, prodigy he's a prodigy yeah but also he has a lot of mental illness and like you see all of the different things that go on with him and like you know and it's probably this hand they're probably hand in hand like yeah i guarantee you his mental illness allows him there's a lot of autistic artists too and there's a reason for that because you know certain parts of their brain are like did you see that viral video of the the there was a raggedy homeless guy that wandered into a like a thrift store or something playing the piano and played the piano like like chopin or something yeah yeah. Yeah. ridiculous like and then just got up and left and i think they spent time looking for him i think they found him since but it was crazy it is crazy yeah this seems like a pretty dramatic movie for you i wonder what got you to see it was the actors was it jamie fox and uh, robert downey jr or you get dragged to it paul made me watch it yeah I just watched it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, actually, I think it just came on. And, you know, I, I like Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr. I like Jamie uh, Jamie Foxx. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, like, I was kind of like, okay, I'll check this out. And I really like music. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, I, I can get into that. Um, you know, but, yeah, dude, such a good movie. Yeah, I remember when I the trailer came out. It did look good. It looked like they were aiming for some awards. And I'm not, I don't think some, they got any. I think it kind of got overlooked. It won, like, a, the Prism Award. Oh, for, yeah. But it didn't get on the radar with the Gainesville, Oscars or the Golden Globes. No, the it's, for, award it's for, for mental health awareness. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good job, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel bad. No, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, great movie. Um, some real shit, man. You know, check it out. Some, some real shit, man. That's it's funny. I, that's a tagline for this uh, <laughs> episode. <laughs> I'm not a. I, I'm not a huge fan of Jamie Foxx, but I there's some movies he does yeah. that I really like. Like I like The Kingdom. I love him a lot of most of his stuff. I think I like him in. I couldn't watch Ray. Just, I love oh, Ray, Ray was good. I, I almost yeah. put Ray. Ray, on Ray was really good. Yeah, yeah, I see that. He, he's just like can't give me money. He's good at that impression too, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, he was really good in that. I'm not d- knocking his acting. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like um, what's the girl from Jerry Panic Foster? Room? Yeah, Jamie Fox, yeah. Jodie Foster, yeah. JFJ. Oh, wait, wait, what about me, dude? What the Justin fuck? Fox. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I got it well, man. I got to find somebody with a JF. <laughs> JFK. It was. Oh. <laughs> all right, what you got? Um, all right, let's do one more murder and then we'll, do it. <laughs> it's all well, then we'll call it a night. The next guy. <laughs> The one I'm going to do after this, he murdered a lot of people too, but he didn't do it himself, so he doesn't count. But uh, Wonderland. <laughs> Wonderland. I love Wonderland, man. Is one another one of these things, a crazy you story. You look up the, uh, the actors in this. A crazy story that you didn't like know happened. Person. Like, you've heard of, 
you everybody at the time had heard of John Holmes. That's what this movie is about. Is John Holmes? You know John Holmes, porn star. Yeah. yeah. And everybody knows him. This as was John Holmes. This the was porn after star. his career was over. Though. Yeah. Not not long after. Not though. long after. Like, but we've got uh, what Val Kilmer plays John Holmes. His wife is Lisa Kate, Kudrow. No, his his ex wife is Lisa Kudrow. His yeah. wife is his girlfriend is uh, yeah that girl who played is, uh, Lois Lane in that Superman. No. It, yeah. I'm Kate bringing Bosworth. it up. There you go. <coughs> Kate what? Bosworth. Feast. Yeah, Kate Bosworth. Let me see. Uh, Kate Bosworth was in it. I uh, believe him. I just want to see. <laughs> yeah, she was great in it. Uh, who else was in it? Uh, Josh Lucas, who was huge around that time. Uh, Josh Lucas went on to do shit, dude. Where is Josh Lucas gone? I don't know, but uh, what's his name? Dylan uh, McDermott. Dylan Maroney was really Dylan, good Dylan McDermott. No, Dylan uh, McDermott. I always confuse Yeah, him, he so. was the biker dude. Yeah. The big-ass fucking biker dude. Yeah, he was crazy. And he's the one. How, he who's was, the drug dealer? What's his name? Uh, he stars uh, um, Bugnosi or... Uh, I can't remember his name. He's down the list. Yeah, he's got to be there. He's really good at this. The guy, he was in that uh, Oliver <laughs> Stone movie, Talk Radio. Here. He'll have to look. Good. Yeah, see? <clears throat> you look. Well, like Eric <laughs> He knows what they look like. Exactly. <laughs> hey, find that guy. You don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want it. Eric Bog. Uh, Eric. Bosnian. News Radio. Bog- Not News scene. Radio. Talk Radio. Talk Radio. <laughs> but Phase News on Radio Love. is a different one. Phase on Love was great yeah, in this great. movie, too. Big Worm. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that guy. But if you have... If you've seen Boogie Nights, you kind of know the story that they're telling in this yeah. movie because they, it was a basically up. that rip off. Yeah, the scene where Mark Wahlberg goes cri- uh, and uh, Thomas Jane they decide to rob the drug dealer yeah. and shit goes bad. That's yeah. basically a retelling of the Wonderland things. If if there was a it, lot of killing going on, yeah. Uh, so once you tell us, so his John Holmes was, was a degenerate um, drug addict. Yeah. Like, right after the porn, or shortly after the porn. He, but he still had some friends in the industry, that, or just friends in general yeah. in the party scene that liked to keep him around because he was a novelty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they would humiliate him. Remember yeah. when he'd come to the party and show pull, your dick? Pull your dick out. Yeah. And, they, and then who was the dude with the six shooters? Josh Lucas. Yeah. He was like pointing at his dick. Yeah. Fuck He that. was crazy. And he it was in that glory road and yeah. uh, American that, Psycho. It was just like, it was that party house that was just, everybody was a degenerate. Yeah. And just creepy shit went there, and they kept selling. They were selling him drugs. Yeah, but at the also at the same time, he was going to Eric Bosnian, who had a a posh pad. It was and a, he was like very Alfred Molina. He was wearing a uh, robe. He was wearing a robe, time. and he was walking around, and you could tell that he was flashy with his money, and he had yeah, he was a, drugs. He was like a and swinger, mm. and just have he had a nice place oh, in, yeah. in like Palisades or something in California because yep. he was a what did he own? I forget car dealerships or. He had a yeah, bunch of I can't of remember what his business was. But he had a safe that he wasn't shy about showing people shit. Yeah. Like, that's why you got to keep your shit quiet, man. Because uh-huh. so this is what so happens. Sooner or later, degenerates mm-hmm. are going to want to yeah. take your shit from Nobody, you. Nobody, people know you have shit. They're coming to get your shit. That's oh, how yes. it works. And the this was, through the, majority of this, shit. <laughs> through the majority of this, this movie was a very fun drug movie until that very end where they went in. Uh, I don't know about fun drug movie, but it, it, it was It was kind movie. of lighthearted, though. It, was, yeah, it, it wasn't was anything definitely. too serious. But when the murders happened, it got downright disturbing. Disturbing. Hmm. Well, as soon as the robbery happened. Yeah. It, not, not even the murders. But because just, they were putting guns to... A lot of... John Holmes was just sitting in there watching a lot of it and everything. Yeah. But they... Frankie Faze, or uh, Faison Love put the gun in like uh, in John Holmes's hand. He's got a gun to his own head. Shoot him! Shoot him! Shoot him! You're gonna shoot him! And it was this fucked up, really amped scene. Everything that was it was very disturbing. It was when they went back well. to the apartment. Yeah, when they went back yeah. to the apartment. Uh, I could why John Holmes just didn't fucking ditch town. Yep. Yeah. But they. Uh, 
because it was crazy what they what this guy had. Yeah, and he what did they? Like how many ounce... people did they kill? They killed. I mean, it was. A they lot didn't of kill anybody. No, there was murders happened. No, they? the murders only murders that happened. Oh, after retaliation. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, they're in that uh, part. Four though. people died okay. in that retaliation, yeah. but in the original break in, nobody died. Faison got. Uh, shot in the yeah. shoulder, yeah. or remember his ear, or something like the it gun went, went fucked off. up. But they at least got away with. They shit. got away, but they couldn't stop talking. And John, yeah. everyone knew John Holmes was involved. He stole his replica gun. Those, yeah. but that scene at the table when they're chopping everything up and they're going through the, the list of what they had, it was like an ounce of pure heroin, street value, million yeah. dollars. Jesus, like, it was insane. 60, you knew there was going to be a retaliation. Ca- I mean, it was it was million dollar yeah. plus worth of shit. Yeah. So that retaliation murder was where it was dark, man. It was really <laughs> and they, disturbing. And they uh, they sent a message. Yeah. It wasn't time. just we broke in and no. they beat them with bats and crowbars. Oh, and yeah, yeah. It was it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Yeah. But it's exactly how it would And you've never seen, it was probably the creepiest you've ever seen Phase on Love. In a movie, too, yeah. because he was always like, I mean, I think of him an elf. Santa's coming. You know? <laughs> and I think of him as Big Worm. Don't fuck with my money. And then I'm watching this, and I'm like, wow, this is why you don't fuck with Big Worm, dude, because yeah. he was he was hardcore. He went full worm. It was a great movie. <laughs> I, I thought I owned this movie. Actually, I do own this movie. I couldn't get it to play in the fucking uh, Blu-ray player oh, yesterday. Me and Dave were, watching, were picking a movie to watch. Yeah. Uh, but that's a good transition here, because we did pick another movie here that this was... I saw this movie three times in the theater. Probably the only other time I saw it three times in a the theater since this movie was Rogue One. Uh, I loved this movie, though. <laughs> Rogue One was not a two-story. Uh, it was not. <laughs> I was like, he's going to work not that yet. in right now. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Uh, this was 1997's Private Parts. One of the oh, funniest okay. movies I've ever seen in my life. I laughed through this entire movie. Yeah. It, it's totally on it's, my top ten You know how movies. funny it is? I'm not even a huge it's the Howard Stern fan. Oh, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It is yeah. hilarious. I've man. only ever seen it like one time, but it, I, I like so it. I just good, have man. never gone back to it. I can't handle his radio it. show for more than a few minutes. No, oh, I neither. like it. No, I like it. Uh, but I don't have serious radio, so I don't listen to it anymore. But back in the day, I used to listen to him all the time. On job sites, when I was a painter, we used to listen to him all the yeah. time, and he was great. Uh, but private parts, they shock huge kind of uh, ambitious thing to be able to put uh, those guys in acting roles too, because they're not yeah. really actors. Yeah, no, I know? thought that was really and cool. It, they did a really great job. Howard, Robin, Fred Norris, Jackie, Baba Booey, Stuttering John. I mean, Crackhead Bob. I mean, they were all in this. All those characters and people, and that you didn't know how it was going to play out. I love how they worked it, where because you you were seeing his life story from like being a, a child, and his uh, mom was Kelly Bishop, who's famous for the Gilmore Girls, and uh, you got to see how his life was and how he was talking about, uh, you know, I had a small, di- I had a small dick, so I did a lot of drugs, and they show him smoking, and you get to see him through that phase and everything, hmm. uh, and his dad being on the radio and uh, kind of how he he, he was. He but, kept telling a lot of people kept telling him you don't have what it takes. Yeah, but it was great. You got to see his transition from different radio stations to who he eventually became. And once he kind of was I mean it was funny the situations he was talking about throughout the whole thing, but right when he got like Robin and Fred on board, did it really just take off, man? Uh to me the the highlight of this movie is not only the discovery of one of our uh, best actors, but one of his best roles he ever did was Paul Giamatti as Pig Vomit in this movie. <laughs> uh, the NBC exec who was like butting heads with uh, Howard through the whole thing, man. Uh-huh. And Howard, it, some of his best material came 
off of uh, messing with pig vomit. Yeah. <laughs> Remember he I, first met him and he was doing the WNBC. Yeah. <laughs> not doing the call. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm going to gargle my boyfriend's semen, semen on the air. <laughs> and that's Fred's what he said. like, that is a marvelous idea. <laughs> Don't spill a drop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you swallowed. <laughs> oh, man. That, because that was what uh, the pig vomit character, Paul Giamatti, said. He says, you know, you, you, you need to create some characters. You <laughs> know? Don't get mad at me for doing that voice. I was doing Fred. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he... And that's what he did. He went on that late at night and he did the characters. And that's when the phone calls started coming in and everything. And he realized his, his listenership was really excited with him pushing the envelope. Uh-huh. When he gave the uh, – this was before NBC he was doing that. Because remember in Washington, he gave the girl an orgasm on the air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, had her turn up the bass and just did his, his noise out. Washington is no short of assholes yeah. want to hear that shit there. <laughs> well, that's what happened too. He, he became number one in Washington and the NBC execs hired him to yeah. like a three-year contract without even listening to him. And oh, they just heard the show, shit. and so uh, they freaked the fuck they out. They freaked the fuck out. Fired like ten people and, oh, and before he even did had it first day. Yeah. They yeah. fired the staff that brought him. And they in. said, "Well, Damn. we can buy him out for half a million dollars." And they said, "No, we're not going to do that just on principle alone." And half a million dollars at that point was uh, a shitload of money. Right. Of money. And uh, yeah. that's where Paul Giamatti's like, "Don't worry, I can whip him in the shape." And oh my god, he belittles him. Remember, he calls his wife. He says, "I don't think you're giving your husband enough sex." I think that's the problem. And you can see oh, Giamatti would get so it. angry in he, this movie. He said, you are the motherfucking Antichrist. Like, <laughs> he just lost it. He's the him. man most likely to his neck to rupture from <laughs> anger. It's good to watch him oh, do that God. character. And I'm telling you, Howard's got some comedic chops, man. That that scene where he takes I mean, there's the, a reason he's good at his job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's really got uh, good timing. I love the scene where he... Him and Fred take the the porn star to the uh, the movie premiere, and oh. then they go back to the hotel. And she she's like undressing in front of them, and convinces Howard that it's not cheating if you wear your underwear. You can get in the tub with me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you see him behind her, three but you don't realize Fred's in the tub too at the other end. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, or were they? His wife was good in this. Who was? She? Yeah, Mary McCormick, Mary who is McCormick. super famous now in the TV show. Uh, the kids are all right. She's the Never like overbearing mom in it. And she's really really good. In it so tons of famous people the howard got to come in and play themselves it was done really well with kind of intercut with the title cards by uh baba booey trying yeah. to get people talking from the white house <laughs> the end was funniest though the end sequence if you you stick a lo- around for the end credits we won't spoil the fact uh, that he got 200 billion dollar contract from serious radio right? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> he's well, not he wrote the book first right yeah and then, yep. and and then, then the he movie made the movie yeah, yeah, i read yeah. both uh, read the book after i was saw the book movie. book was really good really good even just more of the same but in depth uh and you you get the impression when howard tells it, it it's true man because he doesn't give a shit he's like why would i lie man I'm, and i'm not here to uh make friends when i tell you this person's an asshole this person's an asshole this is really and uh but that end sequence over the credits where you get to see paul giamatti just lose it he's uh so Howard Stern could kiss my ass in hell. <laughs> oh, and Stutter and John doesn't get out the Oh, yeah, Stutter and John. He's like, what the hell is this shit? He's like, I've been busting my ass for you for years, and you just put me on the end credits. He's like, I got punched in the nose by uh, by Raquel Welsh. I get uh, uh, shit on by Morton Downey Jr. It was like the oldest. I watched Stuttering John like rip Chevy Chase to shreds on live camera while Chevy Chase was at a premiere talking to people. Really? Where Stuttering John came in, and he's like, he's like, I... Does it really suck that your career sucks now, Chevy? Uh, oh, he said, shit. do you think Cops and Robertsons is the one who did it? Oh, <laughs> or do you think this fuck. movie beats up he Cops and Robertsons? And Chevy didn't take it so well. so awkward, man. And Chevy, he was trying to keep his cool, but he couldn't. If you check up YouTube, awkward, he gets stuttering John interviews. Yeah, Kawhi Skremski, I think, was trying to 
was he's getting trying to ask him about sh- taking a shit or something. Oh man! Oh, and God. he was ready to just pummel him into the ground. Bet, it's dude. really difficult to watch some of them, but it's funny as hell still. <laughs> yeah, see, and a lot of people it makes me uncomfortable to watch that stuff. That's probably why I don't like his show. Howard the movie was he great. doesn't do that anymore though, and that's why a lot of people he still has unbelievable fans, but he is a lot more liberal now, and he won't go out and do that type of stuff. He's not. Uh, yeah, he's not I don't. Right. I don't think I've heard him speak a word in. Well, he's famous. He's, everyone's mom knows about him now because he's he was the host on what America's Got Talent. Oh. I mean, that's where he was in everyone's. He TV was, show. yeah, How for years. Get? Yeah, he was good on it too. Was he good? Everyone loved him. Yep, he was huh. just he's a funny guy, man. He's very charismatic, you know. All right, private parts. Check it out. All right, um, so this is my little comedy as well here. Um, this one, funny. it's not. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, um, so this one actually just came out last year. It's uh, 2018, last year. Um, tag. So I don't know if any of y'all have seen I, this. It totally went under my radar other than the first trailer that I saw of it. Uh-huh. And I know it's available on like HBO or Hulu. I, so you can people can see it out there. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I knew John Hamm was in it. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah. So <laughs> And then Ed Helms is in it. Um, Jeremy Renner's in it. Uh, a lot Jake, of biggies. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Do you know who he is? Jake Johnson. Yeah, no, here's a picture sound. of him. He's on the middle there. Um, no, he he's just familiar. he's good. In some other stuff. Um, Hannibal Burris oh, yeah. is Jake in it. Johnson is Hannibal Burris is hilarious. Yeah, um, and also the this guy uh, who was in Get Out as well. I can't remember his name. It's like Lil Ray or something like Big that. Big guy. Um, his buddy that was the TSA agent in Get oh, Out. Oh, oh, I thought that was Burt. Oh no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so basically this is a, this is a story about a group of like, uh, oh, and what's the, what's her name? This uh, is a weird true story, but I like it. I like it. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher's awesome. Yeah, she's great. Dude. From Weddings. Uh, weddings yeah. Because I'd find you. <laughs> like, every so time I see her, that's all I think about. I think of her like, as that crazy yeah. chick from uh, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she is, uh, Ed Helms' uh, <laughs> wife in this one. So basically what happens is, is every year during like a specific, just say the month of May, you know, um, every year these guys, since they've been kids, have played a game of tag. Basically they figure like their, their uh, motto is kind of like, you know, never grow up, you'll never grow old, you know. So every year. Sounds corny. It sounds is. exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds exhausting. Um, so, you know. Can't uh, we drink or something? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, and the thing is, is all through all these years, it's like a 30-year, like this is a real story. These guys have been playing tag for like 30 years, yeah, you know. I bet they're really good at it. Yeah, I bet you they are. Um, <laughs> they just let each other find each other. I'm so glad we got this over with yeah, right, for another like, year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's, and that's kind of, you know, that's that's <laughs> like that happens a few times yeah. here and there, but. Uh, the the main thing someone's is, always somebody super serious about someone it. someone thought imagine, to make yeah. this into a whole movie huh so it's true um, stories so. I know yeah. I know I'm, so but basically what happened was like there was um, the the character that uh, Jim uh, Jim Ham John Ham plays he was doing an interview for like either the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times something like that as at his company and his buddy came in to try and tag him and like interrupted his interview and he had to like go and kind of do this thing and the uh the reporter basically followed them through this game of tag and what she was going to make the article about originally ended up becoming okay. about these group of friends and their 30 year long you know game of tag <laughs> yeah. um but Jeremy Renner's character 
has never been it. He's <laughs> never been tagged in 30 years, you know? He's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, guy, man. Dude, yeah, and, and they have so many, like... <laughs> the lamest superhero ever. <laughs> what are you good at? I can shoot arrows really yeah, right? good. I'm telling you, he's about to be Ronin. I'm telling you, right? Once he's Ronin, you're not going to be saying dude. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I can't get tagged. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, like, I, I don't really want to spoil the end of this because it's such a nah, new movie. No, no, keep it, because it looks like um, a fun movie that... Yeah. People would watch right, you know. and uh, you know it's basically it's their game of tag for this year, and there's also some other stuff involved that you know I can't say without giving away mm. um, too much, but it's a really good movie. It's, it's a lot of good actors that they kind of gathered together for this. And some of them ones you would not assume to put in it, like Jeremy Renner. This is not screaming Jeremy Renner or John Hamm, but I, I love John Hamm, man. John Hamm. If John Hamm does not become Batman soon, I'm going to be really pissed off because uh, he's really got Bruce Wayne uh, written all over him. Yeah, yeah, oh, that would be. He should have yeah. been in that comic graphic novel that you were talking about. Yeah, that was a good one where he was an assassin. But who knows? He still may become it. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, tag, tag Dave, you're okay. it. See, when he eventually said tag, I thought he meant. Uh, remember the old school tag, tag the assassination yeah, game. T. A. Yeah, man. With uh, was it Anthony uh, Edwards? I think so. In it, and they were like, uh, it became like an international thing, and uh, people were killing each other, and it was great. Wow. Yeah. Not the same movie. Not the same. same no, 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 no. <laughs> Mine was much happier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. This next one is Frost Nixon. Ah. Oh. Love I always Nixon, like man. wanted to see this one, but I've never actually gone and put in the effort so to watch it. So good, you should do that. I I might now. I'm, I'm anxious it, to hear your take I'm, on it. I'm always interested in the a lot of the presidential stuff, especially yeah. with some of the guys that rose above or or made fell mistakes, hard. <laughs> fell hard. I'm sure. I hope someday. Can't wait to see that awesome Donald Trump. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it it could be done really well. Oh shit! Like Oliver it's Stone. Be, it's going to be done. Twenty years from now, it's, yeah, have it's so going to be, and now. we're all going to look back, and we're all going to say, "What, what the hell?" We think? Uh, it's a, it's like how we watch like slavery movies now, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, what, what the hell were we thinking, man?" Civil uh, War movies and shit. Uh, this is how we are, man. Because this plays out like people, next generation, aren't even going to believe. So this, shit. <laughs> this is about. This Nixon really never admitted that he had done any wrong. Yeah. And it always bothered the American public because as soon as he got caught in the Watergate scandal, they saw a they chance to get apology. him out. They wanted him out. They did want him out. Yeah. So they wanted him impeached and impugned. Yeah. But uh, Ford came in and pardoned him before they even started to build yeah. a case. So, Scott so he was off the hook and did never had to admit he was wrong. Yeah. And... They wanted. They think they had a. They had scheduled like a set of four days to do interviews. This one guy well, with the, the yeah with Frost the, the most unlikely. Because most they thought it was going to be. A he puppies. came up with the idea. He's he was trying to raise money. He was doing a British or Australian game show, I think, at yeah. the time. With the guy fluff. from uh, his friend was the guy from uh, Death at a Funeral. Yeah. Uh, but they remember Kevin Bacon. How great Kevin Bacon was in this movie Kevin too. Bacon Kevin Bacon is very unsung in this movie. Yeah, as uh, the like Secret Service. That's kind of yeah. Uh, you protecting should mention the two biggies. You know, so, so you got Frank, Frank Langella. Langella played Nixon, and Michael and, Sheen. Uh, Michael Sheen played uh, Fro- David Frost, and the other the girl that was on Center of the World wasn't she yeah. on this? Yeah, she was. Really she was good, good too. They just met on the plane, they, and, and she really didn't add much to the story. But I liked her yeah. in it. 
I mean, she was there. She so was good. Why leave it out? <laughs> <laughs> Got to be accurate. But Nixon was turning down a lot of interviews. He was but waiting for he a thought big this payday. Was, and he thought this was going to be a, uh, remember like how a, a softball kind of yeah. interview. And remember uh-huh. how concerned he was about getting money? He wanted to have... Be, he wanted to be a millionaire. Yeah, like he had that little Weasley guy who yeah. plays the uh, the guy from the Marvel movies that's that works for the Red Skull. That little guy. You know, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking. He's about. the guy that kind of brokers the deal. <laughs> yeah. So they, so he the makes the Weasley deal with guy. Nixon, and but then they don't have money. Yeah. So they have to figure out how to raise money, and he's like Oliver mortgaging Platt. all of his homes. Remember Oliver and, Platt but joins the, and Sam Rockwell. He brings on a team. Well, so once. He gets the go-ahead. He brings a team on to help him prep the interview. But he gets a lot of these political, not activists, but they wanted to nail. He just wants to, he wants to nail them too, but yeah. not as much as those guys. Well, what, what's interesting about this, mentioned a couple things. First, it's a Ron Howard movie. So Ron yeah. Howard did a phenomenal job with this. Uh, but the... What was interesting to me is the kind of the comparisons to this in like a prize fight. It was completely like you are unmatched to go against Richard Nixon. Oh, remember his team? Yeah. His team was a fucking bunch of legal assassins. That yeah. Came. So they th- each of them thought they were going to eat each other alive. And they, what do you say? They had four days to do it. Four and he, days. And then. And he wasn't getting any really great stuff. He was. He was uh, talking Nixon about was his, owning them. Nixon was like, remember how bad they got when he was like droning on about his about his puppy and his yeah, and quiet were, like, life. And, and he wouldn't let Nick uh, Frost get a word in so he could kind of control the interview. Right. There was a great scene where right before they were going to start, he and they were about to count down to three and, and go off. And Nixon turned to Frost and said, you doing any fornicating last night? And then. Frost was like really taken aback, and then it was roll, and that was a Nixon trick that Damn. just fucked him. Here's man. what here's what also fucked Nixon. Remember, he got drunk on like night two or three. Yeah, that's true. And called David Frost, mm. and just gave away a bunch of fucking <clears throat> shit that he wouldn't have otherwise. Oh man! But that last day, it was it was all day, about it, this. It, it was up. literally Paul's exactly right. It was it was like a boxing match, and they even and, had the sideline things when almost like the bell would ring when they went out and their team was talking. Because Sam Rockwell was one of the people. He says you cannot let this guy uh, get away with get away this with shit. Vietnam, says, get you, away with Watergate. He says you need they, to ask the hard questions. And Oliver Platt was he was kind of the same way, but a little bit more of a voice of reason. Who was the girl on their team? Uh, it wasn't the girl on the plane. No. Uh, oh, there was another person. Huh? I think she. They had another researcher too. That was well, they had the guy from. Uh, the, they had the guy that was from. Uh, 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 Death and funeral. Oh, okay. was there too? Yeah, yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. Couldn't speak highly enough about this movie. Yeah. In, a, and he. Uh, to almost to the point where it was turned out to be like a uh, a Colonel Jessup. Uh, few good men thing yeah. where he was like drilling him, yeah, drilling yeah. him, drilling him, uh-huh. drilling him. Then Nixon felt like he had to defend himself, right? Yeah. And he got it. him to say it. And the good thing is, is, is uh, he congratulated him after, yeah. and he said that from him. Huh. That and then he remember he sent him some shoes. He like he liked his Italian shoes. He's like, you don't think they look? Yeah, he gross. admired him when the whole thing was done. But it it really the famous line from the movie, which is comes full circle with what we're dealing with now, is where he busts out. 
He says, are you saying what you weren't doing illegal? I'm saying that when the president does it, it is not illegal. <laughs> I think I've heard someone say yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say that, that apparently <laughs> is true. So <laughs> Nixon maybe. said it apparently. Yeah, right. Frost Nixon, man. Yeah. It was a great movie. Great actors. And uh, Michael Sheen, this was also, the I think it was the same producer as The Queen, which I almost put on my list. And Michael Sheen played Tony Blair in that movie. And that movie was phenomenal. Do you remember The Queen? Yeah, he looks well, we, just like Tony he, Blair. You anyways. got to see it because it... it the Queen movie was interesting because it was all about the time period that it mm-hmm. took part in, and they did it right after Diana died, like days. Oh, or or wow. maybe even like the moment Diana died, the movie started. Yeah. So you got to see how the royal family connected. Have I connected. Not seen this movie? Uh, Helen Mirren, remember, they, you got to I see her being this. a tough, I might have seen tough uh, woman where she would be going out on her own and she would be fixing the uh, the Jeep herself because that's what she I did saw. The she war. had her corgis with her out in the Yeah, her corgis. The, they were walking out in the mire. Yeah, it was, it was a fun okay. movie. I have seen this movie. Uh, but that's not on my list. So <laughs> I, I said, I was getting ready. Oh, <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> now this movie I just saw for the first time this week. There was another movie on here and it got skipped. <laughs> and this sucker went on there because this is, I knew when this movie came out that it was probably going to be a movie that I liked, but I had no idea that I would love it as much as I did. I've watched it. I watched it twice this week. And this is 2017's I, Tanya. And this oh, is basically okay. about Tanya Harding and her fucked up Jeff life. Galugi. Jeff Galugi. Jeff Galugi. And uh, <laughs> basically what they did in this movie reminds me, immediately when I'm watching it, this movie is Goodfellas. And almost the, wow. the way, the feel and the tone, how they, they start from when they're real young and they show how they got to a certain point mm-hmm. and they had different periods of fucked up things happening. And... Uh, they would break the fourth wall constantly oh, uh, really? during the movie, like talk to the in, in a very clever way. So you've got uh, the two of the most gorgeous people yeah. in Hollywood. <laughs> Made him ugly. You've got the Winter Soldier, <laughs> Sebastian Stan, playing huh. the asshole boyfriend, and you got Margot Robbie, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, looking really, really horrible. Now Allison Janney plays the mom, and she won the Oscar for this movie, uh, and she's crazy. Uh, she and the way they're telling this movie is from the point of interviews that they're doing later in life. And it looks like, and they show at the end, at the very end, they show clips of the actual interviews mm-hmm. that they were recreating. Uh-huh. So you could tell that they were just recreating. You you could tell that Margot Robbie probably just sat down and watched the Tanya Harding right, interviews yeah. and just recreated it. Right. And what was crazy was the the friend, the, the, the really fat guy who was in... Uh, yeah, that fat guy was in The Black Klansman. Paul Hauser. Yeah, he was the kind of... He always looks like his eyes are closed. He's really high. <laughs> you remember him from Black Klansman? It's because his eyes are closed and he's really high. <laughs> yeah, I can see it on my television. He played the... Uh, uh, one of uh, Ghoulie's, like best friends. So. He was the one that... That actually he didn't do it. They hired a, two other guys. Oh, they hired to two do other it. guys, and what they a fucked weird it up too. Story. Yeah, what a weird story. So basically, you're you're starting early on, and I'm talking like when she's four, and the mom is like this militant. You are gonna skate. You're gonna do this. They uh, the girl who plays the young uh, Tanya Harding in she the movie. She was abused. Maisie Smith. Her, she is amazing. She's she about her. to be. Uh, no, let me see her. Maisie Smith. I don't think. Let me see her that, pictures I mean, here. Game of says, Thrones, dude. Says Tanya Harding. Yeah, but there was different levels of her ages. That's not her. No. The uh, damn, it's the other one. And they don't have her picture on here. That's a real shame. It must not, not be the full thing. Job. Yeah, it was a different age. Uh, well, she, she don't count. Yeah, well, she's gonna be one of the most famous kid actors in all of Hollywood here and very soon because she, already she's in Young Sheldon, but they just cast her as Egon's kid in Ghostbusters. Fuck yes. Uh, and the other kid is uh, the Finn kid from Stranger Things. Uh, the main kid that was also in it so uh-huh. those are egon's kids and the mom is the 
Thanos's main kind of villain that was torturing uh, uh, that one girl in the first Infinity Wars. He plays the mom, but uh, that's something different. I always appreciate <laughs> when you guys go off and, I that land. I could think about other stuff. Like I get like, oh, no. Anyway, you, you get to see her as a child paid by her and she's making her, she won't even let her go to the bathroom when she's on the ice. She's up pissing herself on the ice. And oh, you will continue doing this. He beat her. She, she got beaten as a kid too. Right? Yeah, they show her the mom beating her with a, uh, with a brush. A lot of beatings in this movie. And then you... Uh, she ends up meeting her forced love or forced boyfriend, who is this galuhi played uh, brilliantly by Sebastian Stan. And you could tell that these guys are very redneck, very he reminds not the brightest me of, people. Uh, Casino James Woods character in Casino. Yeah, not a scumbag. A, he is a scumbag, but he he's just got an anger problem and he loves hitting people. And uh, they they go through a chunk of the movie where they show their volatile relationship, where. She's punching him in the face. He takes her head and smashes it against the wall. And you can hear – and what's great is during the whole thing, she's talking to the camera. So she gets her head smashed to the wall, and she, she's looking at the camera. He says, he kept beating my ass. He says, this is bullshit. And then uh, you hear him in the interviewing saying, she shot me with a gun. And then you see Tanya Harding walk in with a shotgun. And she says, I never did this, and points the shotgun and shoots it oh, at him. Fuck. So it's like this weird blend between the – it was clever way of it. was doing very it. clever how they did yeah. it. And the whole movie's kind of like that. Huh. Uh, and then in so it's just interview. kind of a blend of everybody's story from their side yeah, all blending from their into side. one story. You never know story. who's telling you the never truth. Who's That's kind of cool, though. I like yeah, that concept. It's very, very That's good. Pretty That's cool. why it... And it it's very it snaps you know the the editing really is snappy and that's what reminds me of uh, Goodfellas because then there's that time period when they realize that she is not getting uh, the f- she's she doesn't have the look and the attitude that the judges want and they'll come right out and tell her because she she makes a spectacle of herself on the ice there was one moment where she uh, she got a what she considered was a bad review so she skated right over the judges and in front of the entire crowd just bitched them out <laughs> and everything and people are like yeah they're not going to give her a shot and now America his princess uh, Nancy Kerrigan's coming in there, and they they, they originally come yeah. Yeah, whoa. Oh, God. They, they cast her well too. You don't I see her other her, than a but couple things, yeah. but the she, the, the she scene, recovered. You know the moment yeah. when it happens, the big scene everyone's waiting for is done really really well. So you've got Margot uh, Robbie, who's kind of in the dark for the uh, majority of it. She just thinks Sebastian Stan is going to. Uh, send out some threatening letters and hires these two guys that are from a different state to mail letters so it won't connect it to him and instead his his dumb ass friend from black Klansman uh thinks that's too minor so hires those guys to come in here and just uh take her leg out and everything and that's what he does but you get to see the whole scene where him walking in and Where's Nancy Kerrigan? That's her on the ice, and then following down the hallway and just nails her, and then yeah. just walks right out and everything. But they're idiots. They left a trail a mile wide, and it all connected back to them. And it was a lot of great hmm. kind of cop stuff towards the end, where you were you felt like they, I, you felt like Ray Liotta at the light when you're. When I guess I figured quick. they caught them right away since they were in the yeah, like right there. The I thought he arena. Got, yeah. I mean, no, yeah. he got away. They got he had a get out he had a getaway arena. driver. He, oh, I know, he hit him and then he went right out crazy, the door yeah. and then he took off and they went to a different state but they they found out where they were immediately and it immediately connected. I'm gonna watch this so don't oh it's, it's don't, really you don't really have good. to ruin it because I know the story but <laughs> no it, yeah yeah I mean that's that's basically the story but it's how it gets there and how kind of they're idiots man they're they're stupid and it's just good stupid team. decisions made by bad people and uh, it plays for good comedy and good uh, for yeah. a good flick for and sure and then she went on to do boxing. Didn't she box? Yeah, Paula they show Jones. some of that too. 
Yep. Oh, really? They show some of the boxing stuff where she's beating the shit out of people and the different stuff she has to do. They don't <laughs> she go had into an angry her. streak too. She, she did the porn video on. Uh, she released it. Her uh, honeymoon video. Yeah, honeymoon video that with had that, gotten out there with that guy. And, yeah. And he was a scumbag, dude. He, he was totally a scumbag. He <laughs> gave her only fifty bucks. Kept the rest. It's fun. It's totally he was great. A scumbag. Great, great movie. I would. Uh, and it's on Hulu. So anyone out there has Hulu, oh, really? watch it. Awesome. Check it out. You say a lot about Hulu. You getting money from Hulu? No, I just that's one of my services. <laughs> if I had HBO, Amazon, a lot too. <laughs> Don't keep in track. I have HBO, Netflix, but I'm not allowed and, uh, to say. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> what? You guys got deals. You know, I just, you know, I just cut that out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he who holds the editing, <laughs> he holds the world. That's right. <laughs> he can make you say Chinese and thing right now. Cut. I could take do it. <laughs> make him say something Chinese right now. <laughs> <laughs> I could say pig fuck. If I want to. <laughs> uh, license and registration, chicken fucker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you got? All right. Um, so this is going to be the number one on my list today in honor of the Joker trailer dropping. <laughs> nice. Now is it going to be? Is it really? One? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he missed it. <clears throat> I said, meow, is it going to be number one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is uh, 2005, Joaquin Phoenix, Walk the Line. Love Joaquin Phoenix. Reese Witherspoon. Robert Patrick. I had not seen this movie. This was good. I feel like this was a good movie. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, but you would like it. It was really, really good. I'm surprised. Yeah. It, it's it's Jeez. really good. I, I love his songs before and acts, and I still haven't seen this. Movie. Yeah. It's the same guy who did uh, Copland did this movie. Yeah, uh, and he's great. Yeah, he's Whoever really he good. <laughs> his Copland was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, know who he is. I, he did Copland. Yeah, there you go. This was about the time where Joaquin Phoenix made a shift from uh, just yeah. just a normal character actor that you would see in films won, to next level. He won like actor. the Oscar for this, didn't he? Or she did? Uh, they were up see. for it. I know because he had been up already for Gladiator. And then I loved him in Quills, but not until really after this movie did he start doing those weird things that I really, really enjoyed. Because he started hanging out with the Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Reese Reese Witherspoon got uh, Best Actress for that one. He got the the Golden Globe. And he got the Golden Globe. Yeah. And I can't talk highly about that uh, They Were Never Really There movie that he did. Mm -hmm. I think that movie was a great kind of... uh, uh, catalyst to the Joker movie I, that he I did. really liked him in Inherent Vice. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Couldn't yet. really tell you what the movie was about. I loved him overall. in uh, The Master. Oh, The Master. Master too. was so Master good. is one of those movies I was like after the first time. Yeah, I was you like, need a couple viewings. A, of I was it. like, this is a weird movie, and not I'm not even sure if it's a good weird movie. But, but when I saw it the second time, it was better. Watching it now with the how you can see Joaquin Phoenix's career is gone. It's very interesting because it's. He plays these weird kind of solemn characters now because he knows he's really good at it. Right. And I think probably the master was the first of those solemn characters. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's taking the photos of the per- person and then just suddenly reaches out and starts choking them for no reason. Yeah. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Well, in Walk the Line, <laughs> he's, uh, he was a different type of crazy. Yeah, he was Johnny Cash. Um, and this was basically kind of his life story. Um and I mean, from beginning to end, or did they pick a period? Um, I don't think he, I don't think he died in the movie. No, I don't think so. Because I've only seen the movie once. Um, so but I yeah, no, remember, but it was but. it was basically his entire life, um, like all the way to when his brother died, and his dad used to tell him that it, like it should have been him, it mm-hmm. should have been him, because his brother was like 
you know, the golden child and everything like More that. More golden than Johnny Cash. Yeah. Well, this is around the same period as Ray, too, wasn't it? Because this was when it was kind of popular Similar. to do that, those uh, biops. And it's happening again right now because, uh, well, we saw the Freddie Mercury one, and now the Elton John one is yeah. coming out. Yeah, yeah it looks one, good. It looks really good. Yeah, it's the kid yeah. from, uh, what's the kid from the Kingsman? Kingsman, yeah. yeah. It's playing him. Looks really, just like him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I have. I think I've seen a picture. Of yeah, that, they just dropped the... I saw the trailer, I think, for it at the beginning of Us. And, uh, yeah, it looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you Who know... Who else was in this movie besides those two? Uh, well, Robert Patrick was his dad. Oh, Robert Patrick being his dad, that's interesting. Yeah, no, and, uh, you know... Uh, I mean, it was just about his struggles and about how he became who he was and, you know, his drug problems and, you know, I mean, he... Uh, like he basically cheated on his wife and had to get a divorce. Jennifer and, Goodwin plays Vivian Cash. That's that girl from his. Is that like Once Upon a Time? Or I think she's the main person in Once Upon a Time, isn't she? I'm not sure. Jennifer Goodwin. He went through. He had a lot of depression. Yeah, yeah. Did a lot of drugs. Well, what do you? He was pill popper. Yeah, a lot. Of, he just do uppers downers all of it. You know. Um, Elvis style. Yeah, a lot I, of those artists, man, especially back in the day, and he was one of those kind of emotionally described to you pretty yeah. easily. Didn't he have like some emotional outbursts and everything? I mean, I think this all centered around his playing at the San Quentin uh, concert, wasn't it? Was that the final kind of thing where he was actually going to the prison That's, because that was his most famous album? Yeah, too. I think yeah. so. Folsom, it, it's Folsom, Folsom prison. Yeah. Folsom. Which one did you say? Yeah. San Quentin. Oh. Yeah, I didn't even, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Live at Folsom is like the big album that he does mm-hmm. that I really liked. I think that's kind of how it all kind of accumulated all the way down to him playing there. Because he, he did a huge... Like, Folsom Prison Blues. No, he did a gospel um, period. He had a gospel period. Yeah. Where he became I don't think it went into Christian his later again. life. Really? I don't no, think. It, I mean, did it, it really go pretty far? I mean, it? not later life, but I mean, you know, to where he got sober and him and June Carter, yeah. you know, kind of did well together and every, you know like we're able to make it through everything but like i mean dude had struggles man yeah what were know? some of his biggest struggles would you say um well i mean so he was he was hanging out with like elvis and uh, uh they show that Jerry Lee too? Lewis. I can't yeah because that. um, that's it. that's where he starts doing drugs it's like elvis and jerry Lee <laughs> Lewis like Bill and him. I mean, <laughs> really and I knew, crazy. I knew him and elvis had that connection oh yeah absolutely um you know and there's other stars of the time that they were hanging out with and they were on the road and they were on tour they lived on a bus you know like june carter was part of their like review um you know and we she, get our facts long a lot, so if you hear us say something, <laughs> speak up. Are <laughs> you um, talking to the unheard I'm, producer? I'm, I'm talking <laughs> to the unheard producer that's going crazy right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> not even Johnny Cash. Th- what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Rocky. <laughs> what the fuck? He didn't fight Apollo Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, take out that whole laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your mind to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, he had a he had a really dark life. I mean, yeah, he was Johnny Cash. He was a rock star and everything like that. But like who he was, what he went through, and everything yeah. like these biops always work, man. Mm. They always make money. You pick any mm. big uh, people, especially yeah. think of people that haven't had. That's them why done, it's like, so important. Like Kurt Cobain, when they do a Kurt Cobain one, and they will. Yeah. It, they're it's just gonna be just waiting for the 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 70 million dollar offer. So yeah, it'll come. Any eventually. of these guys that have been in the the business for that long. And certainly, could, certainly ones that end 
prematurely and tragically. Even even ones that don't, you would, you would think don't. it at least if it doesn't make a good movie, it would at least make a great tell-all book. Uh I love, and that's the beauty of a lot of podcasts right now. Our celebrities are going on podcasts, and they're revealing stories of how shit happened back in the day. Yeah. Huh. And now it's kind of trickling. I would out. like to see a and, real Frank Sinatra one done. Yeah, with at the person he really was, because that guy had some dark secrets. Topher Grace just released his first podcast last Sunday, oh, yeah. so what it's going it? to be interesting. Is to it see. themed for, in any way? I think it's just him and uh, stuff Talking in the business. I think I'm going to write all, all you guys first out. One. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to the first one and I'll let you know. There's another podcast I've been wanting to listen to, Mick Garris, who directed a lot right. of the Stephen King TV movies. He did oh, The really? Stand and he did Sometimes They Come Back. He's like the Langoliers. I think he's the king of that. And it's him interviewing horror stars. So two weeks ago he did John Landis. And then he just interviewed Elvira, so that's one of huh. those podcasts. I think it's um, what is it called? More um, something with Mick Garris. I can't remember what it is. But it's fascinated with Mick Garris. Fascinated with Mick Garris. <laughs> 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 Pay me for that shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what do you got, Dave? Uh, number one, number one, number one. Okay, this. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was up for Oscar. Um, if, it, if it wasn't, it should have been King's Speech. <laughs> King's Speech, hell yeah, up for Oscar. Uh, That's when I saw it. I've only seen it once, and I saw it like right before the Oscars because I wanted to know what, Colin what Firth the hell it was. And, uh, great Colin Firth. Is that the one where he Jeffrey has to Rush. sing? Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that would have been a great movie, though. The King <laughs> No, no, no. He has a stutter, and in order to be able to talk normally, he has to sing it to a song. Yeah, I thought you were going to ask. Isn't that a musical? No, I thought you thought it was about a singer. That speech about World War II should be sung. Um. Yeah, it was basically, uh, was it George V? Yeah, who was this compared to? This was Elizabeth's so Elizabeth, father? This, this is father? Elizabeth's father. Yeah. Um, and Which tells you how old the, she is. The grandfather. Because <laughs> she's in this movie. I mean, like the young version of yeah, her. Yeah, she's like eight or ten. Yeah. Um, she's, what, 80-something now? Yeah. Yeah, 80-something. She's been in rain since, since <laughs> 47. Ask Prince Charles. He'll tell you to the minute. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been in there already. <laughs> he's at the point now where he's like, I'm just too old. Yeah. Even You're take old. it now. Give it to that little brat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we like the royals. We named some of our animals royals. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Two goats. <laughs> Kate and Pippa. Oh, and, the, and the dog's name is Lizzie. There right? you go. There you go. So, cool. Tribute to the royals. But this is a story about uh, George V. And it's weird because he wasn't the heir to the throne. Yeah. His brother was, but his brother was a, like a swingers lifestyle with an American divorcee. Yeah, and in 1930s Britain, he the couldn't. Royals it, did not do that. Did, they don't do it now, but they yeah. really didn't do it back then. Yeah. Right, and uh, but he kept the relationship secret, and he became king, and then was like couldn't keep it secret anymore. Wasn't he advocated. also like a Nazi sympathizer? No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Paul, take that out too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, okay, never mind. I'm, thinking, I'm just thinking of something else. I don't think they'd have made this movie. <laughs> <It was. laughs> I think they'd be burning an effigy. Uh, no, he funny. had like he had a no the brother, problem. the brother, not the no the brother uh, became king. Oh, okay. The brother yeah, became see, king first else. and abdicated the throne to be with the woman, um, the socialite woman that he was seeing on the mm. side. Uh huh. And uh, his brother took over. But he just wasn't ready for it, I think, yeah. at the time. But he had to force himself to be ready for it because they were at, like, during World War II. It was, it was like, like the really... lead-up. Hitler had already yeah. invaded Poland. Mm. And the, there was talks with the prime minister that they were ready to 
they were ready to give Poland up to mm-hmm. Germany. Yeah. They were ready to say, listen, if you cease all activity of in what you're trying to do in Europe, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll sign an armistice right now. So that's what the, I think the prime minister or secretary of whatever they have over there came back and told all the people in England. And then this is when Churchill comes yeah. into, the, into the scene because he's like, I don't trust those. Because they kind of fucked him over <laughs> in World War I when you think about it. But uh, so this Churchill could do what this king could not do, which is speak, speak. really well yeah. and commanding and people would listen to. Right. I mean, he couldn't say a sentence without, without stuttering. stuttering. And certainly we had a fear of doing it in front of people. Oh, yeah. He couldn't do it in front of more than three people. That's they, when Jeffrey Rush comes yeah, in. Yeah, so they bring in Jeffrey Rush. And was, uh, Helena Bottom Parker was, her, played, was played, the queen. Uh, uh, no, the, she was the queen. She, she was the, the wife. The wife. Him. Yeah, but the queen. They called themselves the Johnsons. It was funny. Was uh, Queen Elizabeth? <laughs> what they called themselves? The Johnsons. The Johnsons yeah, when funny. they went to meet him, so that they were. She did, he didn't yeah, recognize that's her right. first. He was going like, to turn him down. Yeah, she's like, I can't take your case. So what then, if my husband was the king? <laughs> <laughs> he like poked his head back. Yeah. <laughs> but he was. I mean, his methods were. Yeah, that's where you're talking about. Where he made him like gargle and he made him sing and yeah. he did all these weird. He was like. He sit on his chest at some point he while he was trying to do some of things. Mechanic works. Had Fred Different. Norris's semen in his yeah, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that too. I was like, "What's the chances of having two vocal exercises <laughs> like to try to get to say something?" To <laughs> Leave that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, my favorite part is is exactly what sort of what you were saying. He makes he he gives him um, Shakespeare. He's yeah. like, I can't read this. Mm. And he puts his headphones on him so he can't hear himself reading it. And all he plays through the headphones is like Mozart yeah. or something. Really loud. So mm. he can't hear himself singing it. And, yeah. and he made a record of it. He recorded it. Mm-hmm. He handed it to him. Fascinating. Yeah. And he took it home and then put it in a shelf yeah. and didn't see it. And he's going through music and he's like pissed off. And he puts it in. And all of a sudden his wife comes in from the other room because she hears him reading Shakespeare perfectly. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was so un fettered in his mind about what he was sounding like because he couldn't hear himself speak so he knew that that um, Jeffrey Rush's character could help him yeah and, hey. and it was done in like a very almost uh, theatrical but really tense thing where it was building all the way up to the speech yeah. where he, he's got it in front of him and the red light's about to go on and everything like it's a buildup of somebody launching missiles yeah with just yeah. him I talking I mean this was a big deal this was saying no to the Nazi advance. Yeah. This is literally Britain's sort of casting the first shot in that yeah. war with this speech. Like, we will not take it. We're not going to take this. And then yeah. Churchill took it even further. But this was what Britain needed, and this is what all the other colonies, because I think at the time there was 14 different colonies that mm-hmm. British ran, and they needed all resources from all the colonies to be able to take on yeah. The uh, they needed us at the end. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was fascinating. It was really, really a great. It was story. great. He was perfect. I he, can't he imagine. He definitely got nominated, to, but I can't I'm imagine not sure trying to act stuttering. Oh yeah, like how do you even pull that off and then be convincing at the same time to do it? Then he went on and do the Kingsman, man. That's right. And he, he didn't stutter out, a word. Not no. a word. No. no one word. Jeffrey Rush. I don't know if he won anything, but he should have. Yeah, he was really good. But he's I seen he's good Rush in everything. What's he done in a while, man? I haven't seen Jeffrey Rush since like Munich. He was great in Munich. He was great in Munich. I loved him in Quills. Yeah, he's been playing a lot more background characters because his character in Munich was only had like ten minutes of screen time. Yeah, I mean that's kind of that's a perfect character actor kind of thing for him. Uh, Yeah, Quills was probably the most ambitious thing I saw him do. He he played a wild man in that movie where he was uh, like 
That's the uh, Maquis 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 Yeah, that was a fantastic movie. Also with uh, Joaquin. Joaquin, man. And, and Kate Winslet. Yeah, she was great in there, too. Right. A lot of good stuff. All right, my final one here, and I'm going back, man. I, we've, I've been all over the decades here. The last one was the He's taking it back. I, Tanya. I'm taking it back to the 70s. Whoa. Wow. And uh, this was a phenomenal TV movie. This They've done this subject a couple different times, and uh, this was the fabulous 1976 Helter Skelter. Uh, which tells the story I thought you were going to say something else. But. Yeah, it tells the story of Charles Manson and the uh, the horrible Tate murders and the Alambianca murders, which often get overlooked because of how grandiose the what the murders at the Tate house uh, or the Plants yeah. house was. And uh, it, it also tells it from the standpoint of Vincent Bugliosi, who was the lawyer who actually wrote the book Helter Skelter about... He the, was uh, Manson's lawyer. No, he was the prosecutor. Oh, the prosecutor. The prosecutor okay. was Vincent Bugliosi. He went on. He was also a writer. He wrote several books. He did a great uh, true crime one called "The Sea Will Tell" about somebody dying. It's at been a lot of uh, long time since I've seen this movie. I, this wish, really, I wish I had really a chance good. to watch it before we talk. I can, I know the story. Oh yeah, the story is frontwards and backwards. Yeah, you would love the movie. The movie it really needed to be done in the seventies. I've seen obviously the Jeremy Davies one uh, told more about the time on the ranch and the the stuff with the beach boys which i liked because that uh, was the stuff i was, it was good. fascinated yeah. with the, uh, the but the tone was different in the when you can do this movie in the uh, this was only like 7 years after the murders had happened so it was still really gritty and it was all done in california and uh bugliosi was played by the dad from back to school okay. uh, not back to school uh back to the future you know, now we can watch Jackie Gleason while we eat. Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ryan's dad. That's who played Bugliosi, and he was amazing in it. And the guy who played Manson was Stephen Railsback, who is a crazy man in a lot of his roles. The, I me mentioned like a couple him. pods ago that uh, the only things I really remember him from are playing Manson in Helter Skelter, playing the main guy in uh, Life Force. No. The Toby Hooper movie about the space vampires that suck the people dry. Uh, he was the main <laughs> missed guy. That yeah, missed oh, that man, one. Oh man, I was completely <laughs> space awesome. vampires. It's awesome. Zombie, zombie leopards. Leopards. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now you got to put it on your list. And uh, armed and dangerous <laughs> space pirates. Yeah. Armed leopard, and dangerous. He played the uh, the truck driver that was driving the the tr- truck of rocket fuel. He where he's okay. just well, it's like this crazy cowboy yeah, yeah. screaming his head off. So he was a wild man in real life. So he was really good playing. Manson it's a tough role to step into because absolutely. But he, and he was the interviews. first person to do it too. Yeah. Uh, since then, we've had several people do it. We're about to see Quentin's movie where he's going to dive into this story. But the movie starts where it's kind of already happened and they're discovering the the bodies at the uh, the Tate House. And obviously, this uh, people who aren't familiar with Who's what familiar? what uh, went on. You've got Charles Manson who was basically a cult leader who was had a group of people that he was he was taking out in the desert and they were doing drugs and they were all sleeping with each other and he had the delusions that he was going to start this race uh, race war between the blacks and the whites and he was it, trying it, to spurn the whites into he he decided to do the Tate house because Tex had uh, done work there when it was the Beach Boys guys' producer's house. So he knew the layout of the place. So that was, uh, and he wanted to go in there and he told them, write something witchy on the walls. It was uh, a lot less organized than when you find out that yeah. it really was. And sounded like when it first came out, this was pr- one of the woke America. Oh, up. yeah. To Moments. horrible monsters yeah. being out there because it was it was bad. This was so yeah, they, this, they went in there and they, they killed these people. They, uh, they slit Sharon. Uh, Tate's uh, throat she died with her unborn baby who was about 
three months away from giving birth. They talked about later that the girl who did it said she, and it, it was consensus that they were going to cut the baby out of Jesus. the body, but they didn't have enough time. I mean, people were running out. Remember the guests? There was like two people. It was Sharon Tate. It was uh, a friend of hers. Roman was in Paris doing filming or something during this. And the other Helter Skelter movie dealt with him getting the phone call, yeah. which was crazy. You didn't never got to see that in this version. Uh, and then they had like house guests. It was like three house guests that just happened to be there that night. Mm. One of them was the heir to some big fortune yep. mm-hmm. that was there. Um, and I can't remember. It was like Noxima or something. Yeah. Not that, but it was uh, something like that. Twins. And so they slaughtered everybody. And it came in and you got the, the maid came in the next door and then you get to see her go outside and throw up and she's like uh the cops all i mean it was a horrific it, it was a horrific scene, scene with taunting messages on the wall and they wrote helter skelter die pigs pigs was on the wall uh I think either Pigs and Hel- or Helter Skelter was on the wall here or the LaBianca murders. Because a lot of people forget about the LaBianca murders, which happened like two days later. Mm-hmm. The they sent Manson sent uh, – not only did he send people to go to the LaBianca house, he went himself mm-hmm. with them. And he went inside. And it, the LaBiancas was this normal family. The husband was a lawyer and their wife and their kid. And they had just did returned home. Him? Was he a lawyer? Yeah, he was. I think he was a lawyer. Okay. And uh, so – or maybe he owned a furniture business. I think he owned a furniture store. I think he owned a chain of furniture That's what it was, yeah. So they had already been waiting there. They had come home from a vacation. Or my name ain't Nathan Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is serious stuff, dude. <laughs> so he, he really tortured these people, and he whispered to something to text, and uh, we, we know a lot more about those murders, uh, arguably from the other Helter Skelter movie, mm-hmm. because they actually show them in the room with them. Plus, they, can't, they only can tell how they died. Yeah, so much, I mean, but the they were very... Uh, a lot of this, they got their information from, and how it got on everyone's radar that Char- uh, Charlie was part of this, was they arrested that one woman, and she spilled her guts in jail to another cellmate. And yeah. the other cellmate freaked the fuck out because of what she's hearing. Uh-huh. That, hey, we killed Sharon Tate, and I've got details and everything. And later she recanted. I didn't tell her anything. Yeah, yeah, right. You mm-hmm. uh, and I dealt a lot with the kind of the trial, you know. and Those old clips of the girls walking to trial, oh, yeah, holding hands. They shaved their heads. Yeah, These were point, all like 18, 19-year-old girls. Charlie would get shit. notice out to them and tell them what to do. So <laughs> Charlie... Uh, carved an X in his in his no head. swastika. He eventually swastika. he turned it to a swastika. Oh. At first it was an X, so he cut the X in his uh, in his head, and all the girls did it too. They they cut the X's in their heads, and he told them to did shave his that? head. He showed yeah, they're all the defendants with him. They all had shaved heads with the X in their uh, in their uh, skulls, and they all shaved their head, including Manson, and he just looked like a wild man. On uh, he was in, he was. He was out of his head. Yeah, he was out of his mind. He, he was defending illness. himself, and it, it just wasn't going well. Because just it, watching him in an his interview. His crazy show through, like, easily, man. I mean, he, he couldn't go five minutes in an interview up going off on some weird tangent. Yeah. Like, the girls were, like, out of it. They were, like, yeah, completely like zombie, zombie-like, and they would do whatever he want. <laughs> and, <laughs> what's that? Zombie. zombie <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, you saw his followers on the street and everything, yeah. and they're, like, harassing Bugliosi coming in. It's and, it's really... Cult leaders are weird. Yeah. Strangely Period. fascinating. Yeah. yeah. In a way... I guess it's the it's a study in the human psychology yeah. about how could you possibly get someone to do this? Yeah. People do it all the time. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we see it every a, every 5 years or every so. Every time you turn revealed. on Fox News. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Uh, <laughs> Kool-Aid has been drank. <laughs> <laughs> it made seconds. 
they're passing it out. Yeah. <laughs> we should all be concerned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it also dealt with that girl that was flipped. Remember, she kind of yeah. she had only been on the ranch for a short period of time, yeah. and she had a kid, and they kind of used that against her to be able to talk. And, and she they, gave they up addressed a lot. that in in uh, Jeremy Davies' one. Yeah, because too. that was the girl from the faculty um, uh, came into play. Her, she was really good. Didn't like two of the girls just get like paroled or something like that? I like, think one of them was up for ago. parole. I don't know if anybody's ever gotten out. I don't think anyone's gotten out. But I think that one of them was just up for parole, and I don't think she got it. I don't it. think she got it. Um, uh, and he died in jail. It's amazing yeah, how long they were able to keep They've him in jail. fighting over his his rights yeah. with his grandson. Okay, yeah. See, uh, just like January 31st, Manson follower Leslie Van Hutton. Yep. Recom- she's, the, she's one of the big ones, too. Recommended for one. parole. Yeah. yeah. She was up for it. She didn't get it, though. Recommended. Oh, she was recommended? Yeah. But did she get it? Not I yet. mean, <laughs> yeah. that pretty much means that she'll probably get it. You I know? mean, I mean, she's probably 75 now. 22nd attempt. I, I have no doubt that she was brainwashing that she's probably I do, fine I, now. I feel bad oh, yeah. for them. She is probably because fine. Because in any other circumstances, they would have been perfectly yeah, uh, functioning members of society. That's what's the craziness of all, all like that. eighteen, nineteen-year-olds are out of their fucking mind, dude. Yeah, so it's it's no doubt. That Anyways, and, and we just lost a huge segment of a group we didn't really have in the beginning. <laughs> with. If you're listening, it's, your your brain doesn't fully develop until you're like twenty-three. Yeah, so, so hold off doing crazy shit because by twenty-four you might have reconsidered that. Right. <laughs> was that your? This period? Charlie guy is crazy. And by thirty-four, now, mine lasted until about twenty-eight. But <laughs> I was a model. I was a model human being until 28, and then I then I was then I was like, I'm gonna play in a punk rock band. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not until I was about 28 to 30 when we started making movies. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of do this direction now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's a, it's a fascinating story. Like I said, it's, it's something that every 10 or 15 years someone seems to take up, and they, they it's kind of a polarizing vi- figure because it's it's. The majority of it's got to be how, like you said, how could somebody kind of fall for yeah. this kind of weird doctrine? Um, and they thought he was Jesus Christ. Yeah, they they straight up like would say sometimes. it. They straight up would say he's the reincarnation yeah. of Jesus Christ, and this the, is what um, he's going to do for us. And there's nothing you could say that's going to make us think otherwise. And that's how the the beautiful or the craziness of the cult is. You know, you're not going to convince these you. people. I mean, Look at uh, what was Koresh? Koresh he was, was Waco. D- he was yeah, Waco. Didn't yeah. David Koresh? He gave. He gave. He made husbands give their wives up yep. to him. They couldn't have had sex with. To be honest anymore. with you, with if you took out a little of the craziest and you took out the murder, <laughs> wait, and that, you the could murder. <laughs> no, that you basically Manson was basically a Koresh, but he was crazier, and he and he. He advocated murder. Koresh yeah. was mainly but I'll didn't sleep Koresh, with everybody and didn't we're Koresh all gonna live like, together. He thought he was Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He did think he was Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. But like the, like He's everything a else, bad those... name to Jesus, man. <laughs> Followers don't want to. You know how hard it would take to get people to drink Kool Aid when they know they're gonna die, and they all Jesus. did it. Yeah, it wasn't it like two hundred, right? Yeah, it was a shitload. That was an interesting story too, man. Yeah. The, uh, the whole uh, Jim Jones massacre, which they haven't done really a full length movie yeah. about it, and it was interesting because you think of the They've stuff that some, happened when they the have senators, a really good docu- when the senators showed up and they were killing them on the airport yeah. uh, airlines yeah. or uh, like on the airfield. It was yeah. insane, man. This that isn't story. this isn't helter skelter, but Jeremy Davies one you showed me. The, uh, they have his audition tapes yeah. that he sent in. Oh, I don't I even think he was up for the this. role. Yeah. So he, it's like eight minutes of him just talking to the camera. He would yeah. film himself for like 20 seconds a day, sometimes a minute over a Going long period of time. Going on weird stream of consciousness type of things and rants and just like stuff like Manson would do. It's yeah. insane. And it was, there was I'm a sure lot of what got him the job. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was great. Yeah. He was really good at it, too. But that, I don't know. Uh, that movie kind of went under the radar, too. It was it was very similar to uh, the Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter dealt a little bit more with the legal aspect to it, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. And it was three hours long. I mean, this oh, was, was a two-part, like a two-night movie uh, premiere that was, uh, that was huge at the time. I remember uh, watching this when I was young, not understanding it. Just under, It wasn't graphic or anything, so it was just, what this year? guy's crazy. 76. It, was, it happened in 76? Uh, the movie was no, made when did in it happen? 69. 69. Yeah, that's that why was, it's on the Quentin that, movie. I mean, our our, uh, our mom was graduating high school yeah. when that story 1960, came out. A lot of happened in like high school. That's crazy. That's See, why that, it's, 69 was a crazy year. Well, that's why the Quentin, we will not realize how crazy it is until Quentin brings this movie up because oh, he's going to bring all those moments all to one, yeah. you know? So it's going to oh, be Oh, you mean he's going to fracture his movie and show it in... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that's a novel idea. It's gonna catch on, man. You watch. <laughs> yeah, so that's our based on a true story, man. Like I said, we could have done tons of these because it's just so many of them. They Can make we for do good more movies rather than the ones we're doing next week. No, no, no. no man. <laughs> so next week is gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah Dave, it's Dave's alluding. Be fun. To it's gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna a, be something. This is, a, <laughs> this is a specific genre that a lot of people look for. I know. I um, I always enjoy this this genre when it's done well and it it could go you could think about this in a different way it's it's whatever it is personally to you you know okay. and next week's kind of topic is going to be shocking films things that you don't expect to see in films some more disturbing than others they could involve serial killers they can draw drugs they can involve kind of basically a, a lot of those different things it just things. can't be Adam Sandler going back to kindergarten again uh, you found that shocking that's pretty, pretty fucking disturbing dude we can fudge the lines a little bit that's going a little way over the lines my I, wife I know, the tramp <laughs> I know mine it, a lot of it some of them uh, involve mental illness I know I was looking at my list earlier and some of them involve I mental. bet your list is all fucked up every one of them <laughs> they are oh, God. <laughs> some of them though are it, almost all of mine are either mental illness or drugs it's I bet there's kind of six the, on there that I've forced myself not to watch probably yeah and that's what this so, next week's ones. episode <laughs> give me some Next week's episode will definitely come with a disclaimer in the in <laughs> wait till next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna full circle to family films. <laughs> He's gonna call this one skip. Oh, <laughs> we give we the had point. to do it, but uh, you can skip it. Uh, we give the poison next week and then the anecdote the wait the week before the week, week after, after. Yeah, because we'll do family films and yeah. it'll bring us right back up there. <laughs> I'm not a fan of kids either, so how's that gonna work out for oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> You'll tune in the week after that for character actors. Okay, <laughs> yeah. sweet. I got something to grab. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get a hold of us, you can always get a hold of us uh, by leaving a like or comment on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud. We're on Facebook, Fascinated with Films. Barely on Twitter anymore. I'm not even sure I should be giving the Twitter thing anymore. I'll give it one more time. One more time. <laughs> At Dupree Podcast. If someone, doesn't send just, a, if someone doesn't send you a tweet. I, I don't even. I've been like. That's it. That's I've been it. locked out we're of done the with, for like we're three weeks. Done <laughs> with, we're done with Twitter. Why? You're sending mean messages? We've, no, been, no, no. we've been retweeted like 15,000 times. We don't even know. <laughs> we don't even know. <laughs> we don't even care. Yeah. So it's Apple Dupree Diet Podcast. Coke. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we keep trying to pay y'all. And Hulu. <laughs> and not to forget you, HBO. <laughs> or Netflix. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Redbox. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse. Facebook. Facebook is probably the best way to get a hold of us. Fascinating with Phil. Or uh, Gmail at uh, fascinatingwithfilms at gmail.com. Or you can come to his house. Yeah, yeah come to his house. Knock on the door. Gainesville, Florida. Yeah, you just got to find it. We're not going to tell you. Come on, man. We don't make it too easy. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, we'll definitely be back next week. By then, I'll have seen Shazam. Me and oh, Justin yeah. bought nice. our uh, our Tickets Endgame three weeks ago. No, just yesterday for yeah. Endgame, which happens in like two or three weeks, Fuck but we yeah, want to get ahead of it. Selling out like crazy. Stoked. More money than any movie has I'm ever excited. made. I can't ever. It's what's gonna make. Wait. That's oh, like, we got you a ticket too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Scalp it. I mean, it's probably going to be worth a lot of money. It's actually a good it's idea. Probably, yeah. It's not bad. You know? Maybe I should be doing yeah. that. <laughs> because they are selling out, man. Yeah. Well, this is the businessman in me. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy up a full theater. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> you guys got to kiss my ass. You want to yeah. come kiss my ass? 20 bucks. <laughs> and ass. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. All right. Until next week. See you. Peace. Bye. This is bad country. Bye.